Good morning, everybody. I am your host, Felipe Melicio, and you're listening to the Total Basis Podcast. And with me, as always, is Sean Flannery. Sean, how are you doing this morning? We're, we're doing good. I'm actually, like, wide awake this morning. Usually, I'm, like, pretty slow for the first, like, 10, 15 minutes, but wide awake. So, let's go. Yeah, well, I went to sleep at 3 a.m. last night trying to fix these stupid teams. And, and that was part of the, the conversation we had before the show started. Like, imagine if my team was bad, but you know what? This is this is why my, all my teams are good because I stay up till three freaking a.m. trying to figure out what's wrong with them. You know who used to do that all the time too? Who? World Series champion manager Casey Stengel. He uh, would uh, Casey, 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 Casey. Uh, me and Casey. Uh, he used to uh, <laughs> Casey's he used, mom. <laughs> no, Casey's mom got to going. <laughs> you see that? That fit. That fits. Yeah, it fits. Um, what the hell? Oh yeah. So his thing was. <laughs> He would always rag on them really hard when they were losing, but he would, I'm sorry, he would rag on them really hard when they were winning, you know, kept them on their toes. Like, yeah, we won, but you went 0 for 4. Or yeah, we won, but you didn't make that bunt. Or you didn't make that pitch. You're a bum. You know, he would always go hard after them. But when they lost, that's when he would go easy on them. So I'm just I'm just your typical Casey Stengel type of fantasy manager, man. Well, I mean, when he was the manager for those early Mets, uh, there was a lot of taking it easy on him, I guess. <laughs> 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 when your team holds the major league record for most losses in a season. Yeah, yeah he was pretty chillax that year. <laughs> well, um, as, since we're talking about old-timey baseball, this episode is being recorded right as we got news that Vida Blue had passed away, the 1971 ALSA Young winner, three-time World Series champion with the Oakland Athletics. So rest in peace to Vida Blue. And with that transition, we take we uh, bring in a third person on the panel. It's Angel Morales, big Tampa Bay Rays fan. How you doing this morning? Good, good. Just, you know... Flipping around here, like my boy Wander. So. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say like flippers because the Devil Rays had flippers. <laughs> they do. That's right. The uh, Steve Irwin killers. That's right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. make sure uh, we still got our hitters out there. Still got our shooters out there. Whenever we see them. <laughs> so uh, I got to ask Angel. Um, I know that you root for two teams with the Jazz and the Magic for the NBA. Is that right? Yeah. It's do more, you have? It's, it's more like. I root for the Jazz because they were being more successful when I live here. But I'm more of a Magic fan. But, I mean, I, I like the Jazz. They're, yeah. they're all right. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think we know the story. Angel has been uh, moving all over the world. So, you know, he's a transplant. Uh, right now he's in Utah. But he's, you know, like he just said, he originally is from, what, Central Florida, right? Well, besides that, we have Puerto Rico. No, by way so of- I never lived in Florida, actually. I only lived in Puerto Rico, Mexico, a little brief, like a month and a half in the Dominican Republic, and, and now in Utah. So. so how'd you become a a race fan? So my I have family in Tampa, Florida. So uh, like a lot of my family moved from, from Puerto Rico to Orlando, Tampa. So when they would take me there, you know, the closest park was to the drop. So I'm like, right. okay, yeah, I want to go. And then like the 08, the 08 race came along, you know, the wow. Cinderella story. Yep. So I just fell in love with the team and uh, my favorite player for a long time until he left for seven Longoria. So it was, and still it's my favorite player. I'm planning on seeing him on a couple uh, next week in Arizona. So nice. All right. Well, I was just curious if you had a second baseball team that you root for, but I guess not. Uh, I mean, tech. I mean, if I would go with technicalities, I follow a lot of the Mets. 
because I used to play for I when I was in Little League, I used to play for the Mets. There you there go. Thing that we all hated, and they were they won the they won the champ Little League championship. So, oh yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you post those pictures before when you were a kid. Yeah. So, so I I I, I you know ever since then I always followed the Mets. One of my closest friends um, is a really is a really big Mets fan, so we always share. Matt's memes and Matt's and you know when Peter Alonso hits a homer or something oh, like we that. We got a lot of memeable material in our history, so yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I and I, I will, I will adamantly defend more the Mets than any other team outside of the race. So basically, well, with that being said, now you are a member of the Baseball Life Fantasy League, and that's what we're going to be talking about. And uh, I see Henry chiming in, uh, our fearless leader. Um, his team's not doing so well. He has this to say, Dale puñeta. My team blows. That is all. <laughs> I, it, it, I mean, I've seen his team and it's it's pretty brutal. I thought my team was in shambles and that I was maybe doing things in smoke and mirrors, but I, I always tell myself, well, at least my team isn't Henry's team because it's really dreadful. Oh my gosh. I mean, well, should we start on Henry's team or should we start on Angel's team now? I, I guess we'll, should we work our way up the standings? Well, I don't want to. Um, We'll, we'll we'll play it by ear, but yeah, we definitely want to get to Angel really quick here. So let's uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Henry's team since you know since he did chime in, uh, and uh, I guess I just share my screen here. Let me see where's the shareable thing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mano Henry. Yeah, <laughs> no, he asked for this. He asked for this. So I, there it is. I can and- only say Ali Rushman is really the biggest positive on this team. Yeah, there there is a positive, <laughs> and that's it. I mean, I mean that was his thing. Like, well, he was uh, patting himself on the back for years because he had the top catching prospects for a long time, including right here, Joey Bart, that you see right on the bottom of the yeah. screen here. And uh, Joey Bart uh, has not lived up to expectation, although he's having a good year this year. But I don't know. Every time I talk to Sean, no, the catcher to get is Blake Sable from the I'm Giants. The like, catcher oh God. to get is Blake Sable. <laughs> yeah, but that's not that's not what was supposed to happen, especially if you're Henry. That was not supposed to happen. No. It was no, supposed no, to be no. Joey Bart, the Joey Bart era. He was supposed to, uh, what do you call it, um, replace, what's his face? Uh, um, Posey. Buster, Buster Posey, right? Yeah. So that's not going according to plan. And then it's a bunch of young, unproven players and rookies, which uh, third year in a keeper league, when we start refreshing next year, this is not the time to be doing that. I mean, look at the Tristan Casas, Vaughn Grissom, yeah. who it looks like he's back in the minors. Although I, yeah, I he, he, he just got option today. Orlando RC was activated. Me and Angel were talking about it. Which uh, I don't know if it, 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 I don't know if he qualifies to be put in a minor league slot. So uh, he either has no, to put him. No, he's he's got too many. Yeah. So yeah, he, he, another... he wouldn't have been eligible going into this year. He had 141 at bats last year. So there's another player that he has to put uh, send down or cut. Uh, Austin Riley is probably the only steady bat in that lineup. And even he's he had a, a little bit of a downturn the last like two weeks or so. Yeah. So uh, Anthony Volpe, oh. the, and again, you're 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 uh, trying to develop players while you're trying to win in your last year. Uh, Joey Gallo, who's now still batting a dollar ninety one, but that's, I guess he's that's he's ironic from, for my Yankees fan to pick Joey Gallo. <laughs> oh no, he'll do that, man. I mean, he has Tristan Cassis, he's a Red Sox player. I love Carlos how Gallo has 13 hits and 11 of them are extra base hits. That's what you want. So he's uh, batting 191, but he's got an 895 OPS because he has a 574 slug. <laughs> yeah, man, he's he's trying his best, man. He's trying his best to be productive here. Uh, Carlos Correa, I, I mean, you talked about it's ironic that he picked uh 
uh, Joey Gallo. He also got Carlos Correa, uh, public enemy number one in Houston or in Yankee land. Uh, and he's only batting 200. And uh, and the reason we were mentioning batting average is because batting average is a statistic that we have to keep track of in this league. So, I mean, 279 on base percentage isn't any better. Uh, Anthony Santander, Cedric Mullins, George Springer, and then Francisco endorses his utility for next uh, period. But he's also struggling. So he has a bunch of big names who are not playing up to speed and then a bunch of other uh, young players who are unproven. I mean, his whole bench is nothing but unproven players. So he's really shooting himself in the foot uh, by going this route and hoping that they make a big splash in the summer. But I don't know. I don't know if I like that strategy, Sean. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's you look back and he had a a pretty good team last year. And it was a lot of these same characters. Obviously, we kept nine people from last year. Um, Yeah. Can I mention that really quick that this is your uh, runner up from last year, second place winner. And uh, he lost to you last year, right? Yes. Uh, Yeah. Was he? It wasn't the finals, I guess. But, you know, Lindor. Correa, uh, Springer, all off to really pretty slow starts. Riley's off comparatively to a slow start compared to what he did for him last year. Um, so it's still early. Uh, the the Correas, the Santanders, the, the Lindors, and the Springers could still turn it around. But um, I, I have Correa in, the, in my 30-team league, and right now uh, I have both him and Trey Turner. I was really hoping that – Ray would sign with the Mets, not because I'm a Mets fan and I wanted the Mets to get him, but that was the only team he was willing to play third base for. And I was like, yes, if he gets third base eligibility, I can roster both him and Trey Turner right next to each other. Third base was kind of an iffy position for me. But Correa has really bounced between just my utility spot and my bench spot because it's been kind of like you'll have a a good game here and there where he's finally hit two home runs in the last three days. But before that, there was very little power. He was having like one three hit game and then he wouldn't get a hit for like another four days and um, been really kind of frustrating with Correa. So I kind of understand where Henry's coming with that. But yeah, it's definitely the bench isn't great at all either. It's a lot of young guys, like you said, not very proven. And a lot of them don't have steady playing time aside from like somebody like Ezekiel Tovar, but he's been pretty disappointing so far as the shortstop for the Rockies. And then the the other thing is, I mean, as I look at his pitching rotation right now, uh, his pitching staff altogether, I can't tell you who he kept last year. Like in terms of the hitters, I cannot tell um, you who he kept. I mean, I mean, maybe Anthony Volpe was protected in the minor league slot, but I can't tell who else he kept. Cause they're uh, all the, the little, the little, uh, salt, uh, gold locks. That's th- those were, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Those oh. were the keeper logos. Oh, he kept Jack Flaherty. Yeah. yeah he's a big oh. fan of Jack Flaherty and he keeps getting screwed by him, but let's go back to the rotate. But yeah, if you didn't tell me that there's a Goldilocks, uh, that tells me. Which <laughs> yeah. Gold, little, a little Goldilocks emoji. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm going to call him. Uh, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you who he kept just because everybody's just been so awful. I mean, you look at my team and without the Goldilocks, you could tell who I kept. And we'll get to that in a bit. Your league leading winner, Felipe's team. Yeah, I, I was just telling Angel that uh, we know you love to look at what the Roto standings would be, and you are running away in that department right now, bro. I'm running away with that, and I'm running away with point differential. I mean, mm. I don't know what else I got to do, man. If and my well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But <laughs> uh, I mean, Lucas Giolito, nice bounce back here. I remember he made that pick in the draft. I'm like, well, that's that's a Curious pick, but I, I mean, I'm a White Sox fan. I'm wearing my White Sox hat today. I wouldn't have picked Lucas Giolito, but it, it's paying off dividends for him. He yeah. almost got a no hitter earlier this year. 
uh, Jordan Montgomery. Uh, so, I mean, I guess that's a solid one, too, right there at the top. I mean, and Zach Eflin's been really good as well. Uh, hard, yes. But hard a little bit, but hard a little bit. So We were high on Zach Eflin to start yeah. the year. But everything else, like Nick Pavetta, Cal Quantrill, and again, Jack Flaherty, Garrett Whitlock can't stay healthy. Luis Severino, uh, who he kept his heart, hasn't thrown a pitch. Carmon Marquez, who actually got off to a good start, and he got hurt, and yeah. doesn't matter because he plays in Colorado. So what difference does it make? And he's done for the year. So, yeah, the pitching is a little bit uh, slightly better, but it's still not good enough. And it's, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, do you think he has a, a the ability to bounce back, I guess is what I'm asking. Maybe. Uh, I think offensively more than defensively. And, you know, he does have um, a, a sneaky good little relief trio there. Uh, he doesn't have Yohan Dur- uh, Durant starting uh, this week, the scoring period. But jo- between Jordan Romano, Paul Sewold, and Yohan Durant, he has 25 saves. I would imagine that's got to be probably up towards the top in saves. Let me look. Yeah, he's leading the league in saves. So he has all of the, uh, the relief stuff, but um, not throwing a lot of innings as a team. Uh, very low in wins and strikeouts just based on uh, volume. So, yeah, he's one and nine, negative 46 run differential, uh, point differential. And uh, where's the thing? I was, I'm actually looking for the uh, roto standings here. Yeah. And he, uh, who's talking? Second there? to last. Ah, oh, there he is. I was kind of curious to see where does he rank in holds? Because if he has a lot of saves, that must mean that he does not have a lot of holds. And where is he? Dead last. Yeah. Dead last. Dead last. Yeah. But so am I. I'm I'm, I'm near the yeah, bottom. Yeah, I, I, I've punted holds for really. Yeah. I mean, I, I picked up Ottavino, but that was more hey, so because Ottavino has been getting a few <laughs> like saves. <laughs> it's like I I don't care for his holds. Well, that's Henry's team. Uh, it's a tall task. He's gonna have to make some trades and to salvage the season. Or I don't know. We'll see how it goes for the rest of the year with him. I mean, I mean, last year his team was kind of peculiar because sometimes. It'd be more luck than good, and other times he'd be so good. Yeah, I was saying he had some like really big hot streaks. I remember where he won like multiple matchups in a row, multiple times. Yeah, yeah, and then the roto standings would say, "Well, it's more luck than good." But like I said, other times would be, "Well, man, his roto standings are really good, but his record is really bad." Like, what what is going on with Henry's team? And now (laughs) nothing is 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 uh, salv. I mean, I guess he takes a lot of walks, as you can see right here. Yeah, take a walk. Take a uh, doesn't get caught stealing. Doesn't get caught stealing, and that, that's a having seven points for stealing bases is pretty healthy. And again, saves and blown saves, so he has a good relief core, like Sean mentioned. But yeah, he needs work on everything else. Anyway, let's move on. Since we have uh, Angel here, let's talk about his team. They see me roll, and they hate ten. Uh, and that's a ode to Scott Rowland, right, Angel? Clearly. Yeah, to the Hall of Famer here. Hall so. of Famer. There's this picture. <laughs> well, let's get to it. Uh, catching situation. Uh, it's actually not too shabby, all things considered. Jason Daly, Jonah Heim. Um, well, shit, I was told that Austin Hedges was the big difference maker in Pittsburgh. But here's uh, Angel <laughs> saying, no, nah, bro, I'm going to go with Jason Daly. De- Jason Delay. Sorry, I said Daly. Jason Delay. Uh, how's he doing for you so far? Um. He's. I just see like he's not having a lot of has not been having a lot of at bats, but when he has at bats in a really scarce catching position where you can find a lot yep. of value, 
at least when he plays, he gives you production. And like he's, he's not like, hurting you. <laughs> exactly. I, so I, I was that looking for, years for that, like, catchers. you know what? I'm not, I, I had Christian Betancourt. I had Francisco Mejia. Like they play a lot for the race. So they're like, you know, on the lower end of catching. But I'm like, if I'm going to put a guy that's going to like strike out five times and hit a homer once instead of a guy that's going to at least get on base four times out of 10, I might as well go with that guy, even though he's not going to give me the most production of, of them all. So, Especially because you have probably one of the best hitting catchers outside of like Adley Rutschman this year with yeah. uh, the hot start Jonah Himes gotten off to. Exactly. So I just wanted to pair Jonah Himes with somebody that, you know, will help, will produce at least decent amount in catching. Yeah. So uh, I hope that in the future I see somebody like, um, the what's the Rockies catcher? Elias Reese? Uh, Elias Diaz. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Elias Diaz. Like somebody like that, that I could pick up on waivers like I did on the other leagues. But like, I, I for the moment, Jason DeLay has been productive. Until he until he says otherwise, I'm just going to, you know, drop him. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, what, what, I mean, you got to be kind of crafty at catcher. I mean, uh, I, that's why I drafted Andy Rodriguez. I know that that would have, it was late in the draft, but it, I know some people are like kind of scratching their heads as to why. And this is because of the, what you just mentioned, Angel. Catcher, catching seems to be more scarce every year, especially in a two catcher league like this. And I got, yeah. I'll ask you a question about that really quick, but I just want to point out that even last night, uh, I had a chance to get another starting pitcher because it looks like my team's going to need some because, you know, we are a bi week, sorry, semi weekly league. So lineups constantly change a new matchup every other uh, three or four days. And then I realized, you know what? I just noticed that Miguel Amaya got called up and he actually got back-to-back starts. Uh, and even when he was on the bench, he finally got a hit uh, coming off the bench. So that was pretty funny. But I thought to myself, you know what? This It might be that this guy might get some starts later on in the year. So maybe I'll just pick him up instead. And and finally, I get my third catcher in because you never know, right? Catching is such a, a dead position. So uh, I got to ask you, Angel, have you ever played in a two-catcher league before? And if you... If you haven't, and if this is your first one, how do you like it so far? Um, probably I I feel like I played before, but it has been so long, like on a ESPN league when I was a kid or maybe something like that. But I like it. Like it gives you a little bit more versatility, and especially like I said, catcher is so scarce. Like for example, in another league, in another league, I have Elias Reese, um, Elias Diaz, and Will Smith. I cannot play them both at the same time, and they're and they're hot. So in this league, it would have been so beneficial to have both of them, especially right. in the catch position. Yeah. So. To me, two catcher leagues are just so much more fun. And it, it's <laughs> it's so much more competitive because yeah. it like it requires more of the owners rather than just like, okay, there's 10 good catchers out there. I'm in a 10 team league. Everybody's gonna have a good catcher. Like that's boring. Like boring. I, I want people to be forced to be like, okay. You make some hard decisions here. I know Felipe talks about that phrase all the time in our leagues is making owners make hard decisions. And I actually like, refer to them as big boy decisions. Big boy decisions. Because <laughs> I am sexist. And it's funny because this year I'm doing something I've never really done at catcher. I, I used to do like what Angel's talking about with Jason Belay, where I would even take the guy, the catcher who's getting the, the B playing time. Uh, if they had better numbers and I'd be like, okay, I'll just make up the volume elsewhere. 
But in this league so far, I have Shay Langoliers and Blake Sable who have gotten the, the majority of the playing time at their positions, and they're killing me on base-wise. Like, I'm over here happy that I'm rostering guys with a 288 and a 289 on base. Like, I feel icky about it. But then I look and I see they've combined for 11 home runs and a couple of stolen bases, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll, we'll see how this works this year. But, um, yeah, I've always well, I mean, talked so much about catchers in this league, and then, like, two years ago, I had Will Smith, but I didn't keep him because we were only allowed three. And then Will Smith goes off the board. And then uh, Omar Nervais, who's always been my like trusty uh, uh, safety valve. Somebody drafted uh, Omar Nervais. And I'm like, oh, who the hell am I going to draft, guys? So I, I kind of shut up about catchers because everyone in the league knows which ones I like and don't like don't let me get them. And and I hope like but, in a in a in a future um they the pirates use him more as a dh type of type of guy because look at his numbers like 372 and 417 on 46 at bat on 43 at bats it's not it's not too it's not bad like i would you know this numbers will dip down if he plays on a more regular dh role but i feel like it will be a, a still at least productive so i can keep him on my on my catching position where he catches a couple games on a weekend DH is the next one, so they can yeah, given the old Cardinals treatment, right? With Wilson <laughs> Contreras, and that, I mean that's part of the reason why I picked up Miguel Amaya last night. Like, crap, is it? Does this mean that Wilson Contreras is going to get less playing time now? So I went into panic mode, I guess, and I go, you know what, Miguel Amaya looks pretty damn good right about now. So we'll see if uh, if if I can counterbalance the lack of playing, the lack of potential playing time for Wilson Contreras. And I'm looking at the uh, at the Pirates. I mean, I'm sorry, Angel, but the Pirates are too good. Let that sink in. The Pirates are too good. Hey, they've lost like seven in a row. <laughs> They're too good. I was told that this is a Cinderella story right here. Um, no, no, seriously, though, I mean, uh, for DH, according to Fangraphs, they have Andrew McCutcheon. And, you know, he can't feel like he used to. But they also have Connor Joe as well. So they yeah. pretty much uh, uh, revolve that door a little bit. Uh, and uh, let's see. I mean, and then they still got to deal with Miguel Andujar, who's going to get some playing time. And I know I uh, he had already uh, gotten sent back down. I'm just looking at the fan graphs. I don't know. Oh, okay. He's out of options, by the way. So I don't, it'd be hard. Oh, for oh another, uh, another port. Oh my God. Imagine being DFA'd by the pirates twice. <laughs> and then of course the guy that Sean keeps reminding me of, uh, Tucupita Marcano, who is also garnering some playing time. So, uh, you know, that kind of reminds me of what the Rays like to do. They just kind of revolve the door a little bit on, on those open positions. So, so, but I mean, if, if it pays off for you, Angel, more power to you. Let's move on to the, the rest of your team. Um, I guess I, we let's we can't just talk about everybody. Everybody can see if they're on Facebook Live, they can see their lineup. But we can't talk about everybody because we'll run out of time here. I guess which one of these players? I guess not including the Goldilocks players. Which one of these players are you most proud of that they're on your team? Ah. Uh. Like, in general, just the hitting part or the... For now, the hitting part, we'll, we'll, we'll go over to pitching really mm-hmm. quick. Uh, start to say, Mike Trout, like, I kept him. Mike Trout has been, like, my most consistent bat recently. No, no, I said not the Goldilocks, but not the Goldilocks. That's too it's got to be somebody you didn't okay, keep. <laughs> well, not Goldilocks. I'm sorry. I didn't. Go yeah, ahead. after that, uh, from what I see here, Maybe Ramon Arias has been a little bit more consistent, but after, outside of the Goldilocks, Jonah Heim too. Like we were talking about him oh, earlier, I didn't want to say. Jonah big Heim pick. has been like the 
uh, really, really consistent and, you know, giving me a lot of on base and average. But outside of that, I got to say my I was looking at the at the rotor on offense. My offense is <laughs> has been lacking this year. And I was trying to get a little I mean, a couple of a couple of questionable like Eugenio Suarez because I needed some third baseman. But I really wanted to get a little bit more of like runs and stuff. And it didn't pan out a lot. So I'm just hoping yeah. that next year I can be able to scout a little bit more better so I can be able to get better, less power, like less power hitting, less power hitting and more um, run production. So, but for now, probably in between Jonah Heim and Ramon Arias has been really consistent for me. So I, I do have one question about one of your players. How concerned are with or are you with Jose Abreu? And have you thought about just finding another first baseman that's out there on the waiver wire and replacing him? Not not saying you would drop Jose Abreu, but maybe just putting him on the bench until he gets things figured out. Because I mean, here I we can... are a month into the season, no home runs, and the the batted ball data in the plate discipline, which he's never been a, a great plate discipline guy, but he's always been good at making contact and making hard contact. And it, he's off to uh, just an absolutely terrible start. No, yeah, and I totally get it. I, I honestly, you know, I can put Jake Cronenworth at first. Oh yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Somebody, somebody, and Brandon Chui too, by the way. Like and Brandon and I, I have a couple of utility guys there. That's why I picked them because I, I was fearing this will be my problem on the on the year of my offense. Honestly, I hope I'm gonna keep him on my bench probably again next week. I hope that after this week, you know, it's not. I don't think it's gonna be like a revelation, but Hope he gets a little bit more, picks up a little bit more the slack, but it's it's really worrisome because I would I I picked him high thinking that you know thinking yeah, I was yeah I, I love that move for Houston especially for somebody like him like even if his power was going to go down a little bit he had the Crawford boxes right there, but and especially and especially if you think about it, Julie Guriel was a really good hitter and mm-hmm. you know you're replacing a Julie Guriel with an MVP type of hitter I was like that's a no brainer for me. Like we, I got to pick him at the best I can, I can, but you know what that move reminds me of? It reminds me of like when the Cubs uh, replaced uh, broadcaster, Jack Brickhouse <laughs> with Harry Carey. You're replacing an old guy with an older guy. And they actually had to fake uh, Harry Carey's age just so they could justify it. Well, he's a little bit younger than Jack Brickhouse. Like, no, they're not. It's about the same age, but you know, it, I, to, that's what it reminds me of. Yuli Gurriel is old as hell. So you went out and got an older, an oldest health player to replace Yuli Gurriel, and uh, obviously, like you mentioned, Angel, he's in the MVP caliber type of player, uh, and um, well, but he he's was. not, he's not playing up <laughs> to speed. Hey, listen, man, if you if you need a first baseman, I have uh, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. and uh, Vinny Pasquantino. If you need a first baseman, it's going to cost you. And and if you go to the like the last, I, I, look, I like to look at streaks. The last yeah. 14, 30 days, it's yeah, yeah. even worse. Like he's hitting a 158 yeah. with a 238 on base percentage. He struck out seven times. Oof. He, he has more strikeouts than base hits. <laughs> like, Jesus. That yeah, is that's even worse than I thought. Like I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'll give him this week because this last two weeks has been the worst of those. So nine strikeouts versus seven hits in the past 14 days, according to Fantrax. Wow. Yeah, th- that was kind of the same position I was in this past week with Christian Walker. 
I, I was coming so, so close. Christian Walker was a guy who was just awesome for me last year, and he was very unlucky to start the year, but at least there was some hope because you looked at his batted ball data and it was absolutely amazing. And I was actually looking at just putting him on my bench uh, this week, but I kept him in there. I actually went and dropped Justin Turner, even though he was doing pretty well. I just didn't have room for him. And then, of course, this week, uh, Christian Walker plays in four games, uh, two hits, uh, two hits, two hits, three hits, uh, three total home runs, six RBIs, uh, and raised his batting average 40 points, his on-base 50 points, and his slugging 100 points in just a week. So it's it's kind of crazy to think that, okay, it's still early enough in the season where drastic differences like that can happen. But since we were on the topic of first baseman, I went and I looked, and I was shocked to see that uh, – Ryan Noda, who I think we've briefly mm. mentioned before, uh, he Very had another big week this week. And uh, I, I went and I added him just because I liked him when he got picked in the Rule 5 draft. And yeah, uh, just in the last two days, he's raised his slugging 100 points with a, a triple and three doubles. And he's got a 427 on base as a rookie. And I'm like, okay, that'll play. And uh, while we were talking about first baseman, I was like, oh, I'll go add him real fast just in case Christian Walker falls off again. I think the problem with Noda is that he's close to a 40% strikeout rate, right? Or am I thinking of somebody Uh, else? The strikeout rate is at 33%. So, yeah. Uh, It's a little high. I I want to say in the last, like, two weeks, though, it's come down. No, it hasn't. I just checked. It's pretty damn high. It's pretty damn high. So Well, it was 40%. So if it's come down to 33%, we're working with something there. Joe, it's a it's a it's Joey Gallo type of strikeout rate, and I don't want that in, on, on my team. That uh, otherwise, I would have picked him up last night while I was uh up all night last night. So anyway, <laughs> and, also, uh, and also, I want to bring up. Go ahead. I know this sounds a little bit weird because we're I'm going to talk about Javi Bias. So we know Javi Bias is a high strikeout guy and stuff. Yeah. His last two weeks, he has been scorching hot. Let's give him that. So that's why yeah, I picked him. Of course, up. he has. So he faced the Mets. Like, use him for the next <laughs> two weeks, and then if he if he goes down again, you know, just drop him or put him on my bench for a while. But I he just say, had. Like, I was gonna say like, all that took was him getting yelled at by the manager, and yeah. that kind of woke and him I, up. So and I oh, and I really like I, I I was keeping track of that, and I'm like, okay, let's see. It's been like a couple a week or two since that, and I check on his last two weeks. Let me put it again here. He's been. <laughs> He's been a really good hitter. <laughs> it's yeah. surprising to say about Javi Baez. Yeah, and then, he had a really good series against the Mets, which I everyone and their mother saw coming. It was just like, <laughs> of course, he's gonna he's gonna be like a terrible player. Then he's gonna come into this Mets series, and he's he has just, a three, he, he has a three fifty nine average, four 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 on base percentage. The Wendy's number, yeah. <laughs> like he's for a for a middle infielder. That's really good yeah. production. Yeah, it's always and, been his thing. It's and, a and boomer I dropped bust. Him. <laughs> I dropped him like last week. Yeah, all things considered, I mean, even year to date, 259 and the 320, 259 batting average and a 325 on base percentage. That's pretty damn good for a guy like Javier Baez. Who, and, we were, everybody, and we were and, talking trash about him. Like, and we were like, talking trash about him when we should have not. Yeah, and all it took was him getting yelled at, getting benched, getting embarrassed on, t- on television by his manager because he wasn't hustling enough. So anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's go to your pitchers. And uh, again, same question. Uh, who are you most proud of to have in your pitching staff, not including your keeper players? Because, you know, your Ooh, keepers were Julio cool. Urias, Spencer Strider, Zach Allen. Damn, dude. Shane McClanahan. Yeah, he's Aaron got Gola. all the pitchers. He's got all the pitchers. 
what's left? I mean, who are you most proud of besides those guys? I mean, I picked up recently Yusei Kikuchi, which is I say Kakachi. Kakachi. <laughs> He's been he was pretty good. Then he struggled a little bit in the last couple starts. Um, Jose Barrios, he was a little bit good, then he struggled. Drew Smiley, you know, he had almost a, mm-hmm. a perfect game. Then the the scene of the Titanic went in, into mode on that, <laughs> on that last yeah, pitch last count was break. already too high enough as it is. So, Go uh, but I gotta say, my my biggest, um, I gotta say the the relievers. Yeah, I, I like that group of relievers. Yeah, or you're, you're, you're low in saves, but they're all really good pitchers. So, like yeah, ratio so, wise, they're helping you out big time. So, for example, look at Jorge Lopez. He has a sits sits holds. Sits Kendall holds, yeah. Freeman. I the reason why I had it like if you see it like this is I haven't updated it from for this week, so I'm good. I was gonna do that later on tonight, but like Go you know, I'm gonna have to put Kendall Graveman and 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 Jorge Lopez and Daniel Bart to get a, or Brian Abreu will keep him to get a lot of holds this week because I'm gonna go with Zach Gallen, McClanahan, Nola for yeah. to start the week. So jeez, man, it's well, a murderous must be, row right there. Must be nice. <laughs> that is a murderous yeah, row. That's what I was saying. Like I, I can trade pitching, but it's like I need, <laughs> I need hitters. Like hey, that is I got some. Big... Go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, no, don't don't trade with Felipe. Trade with me. Trade with me. Don't trade. No, with you don't Felipe. want to trade with Sean. He'll Felipe will rip you off. I'll I'll, I'll, tra- I'll, trade, with, I'll trade with Henry. <laughs> I've I'll seen some Henry to help him. Henry, you, Henry has nothing. This, this season's <laughs> over. Go get Anthony Volpe and, and then have fun seeing him go through the rookie pains of of. Hey, I got a question though. This doesn't worry you about you say Kikuchi, the two point three zero home run per nine innings. A little that's, bit, but that's a little bit. Like a when he's risk. that's his like sixth best starter. Like I think he can live with that. I, I don't know. Yeah, like this is a little right now. It's a low risk, high reward. You know, and he's also like a starter and reliever option. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like. Okay, look, if he's starting this week, I'm gonna have him because all of the other one like I have Zach Gallon, Shane McClanahan, and Aaron Ola on the bench for a reason. I'm not gonna leave them on the bench for no reason. And, and you know the, the most start, impressive they started they started on Wednesday and, and mm-hmm. or Thursday, both all of them. So it's oh, like geez. I don't you have might, an option. So that's you might get my, two you might get two starts next week though from those exactly. guys. So that's, and that's one of my biggest problems in this league, since I have a lot of high end pitchers. Yeah, all on the like, top of the rotation, yeah. And then, like, at the start of the year now, it's a balance a little bit out, so it's been really good. But at yeah. the start of the year, I will have all of them starting. And then for the second matchup on the week, I will have, like, five innings or six innings because I yeah. cannot be able to meet the quota. So most important thing about your team. Out a little bit, so. Most important thing about your team, Angel, really quick, and then we got to move on. Uh, you're basically injury-free. You guys have been healthy all year. Yeah. It's been it's availability is the best ability, right? So I damn right. He gets it. He gets it. And I I, sorry. I was just looking at the standings. You're four and six right now, but you have a positive uh point differential. So I know that Aaron was giving you the business, but at least you're not in the (laughs) negative differential, right? So but so I mean that to me tells me that you've run into some bad luck, also some growing pains yourself as well. But uh but I mean it's it's a healthy middle of the pack team. And that has some potential to do some real damage. And you know what? You're number seven so far. You're you're in the playoffs, right? You're in the playoffs so hey, far. If, it's and if anything, I'll be facing Aaron in the playoffs. So ooh, dun dun dun. It gets interesting or more her interesting. Take down. 
take her down. Take her out to the <laughs> ball no, game. And oh, look at no. that. <laughs> look at this, bro. The third best team. Again, that's what we talked about. What the road of standing suggests is that your team has been very unlucky. And I and I think a lot of it has was the growing pains of getting used to this format because it's a weird format to play in because it's not available. That I was kind of pushing that in, for the ESPN League. For, hey, let's over, go over to Fantrax and we could do semi-weekly leagues and there were no takers. But, I mean, you're seeing it. Uh, it's a lot of – I mean, are you having fun in this league at least? How does it compare to the ESPN League? Yeah, I – honestly, like, i just so used to weekly weeks. So I – I I prefer it that way growing up, but it's been yeah. really fun. Like um going, you know, I'm not go- going like Sunday and putting all my teams and then going in the middle of the week and be like quickly, okay, who's who's not starting for my starting yep. pitchers? And just kind of like, okay, who's really, really struggling this week so I can be able to switch um bench them on, on on the hitting side. But it's really good. Like I really enjoy it. I definitely will do it again. It's been really fun. So well, you will. You're coming back next year. That's why <laughs> you start fresh. Uh, so here's the problem right here. Uh, he doesn't score enough runs. I mean, we saw yeah. his lineup. I mean, it's a pretty good lineup, but it's also. Uh, I mean, Aaron Judge was hurt this week. Yeah. Uh, so that that kind of really kinda a boomer bust. So it's very boomer bust. Javier Bias is pretty much your personification, but you know he will be. It's explosive. I mean, you get the triples. Although interestingly enough, not the stolen bases, which is weird to see. Um, and uh, and then the pitching is your strong suit. I mean, look at this, it's all double digits or close to it. And then we talked about you get the holds, but not the, this is the opposite of uh Henry's team who gets the saves but not the holds. You get all the holds, but not the saves. But <laughs> everything else is just amazing. So if you can just kind of balance counterbalance your pitching staff and with I, your um and I always and offense, I always said, like, if you cannot get top end of the top end of the bullpen, always go for platoon hold hold yeah. hold pitchers like. Always holds are probably one of the easiest ones to to get really good stats on because a lot of pitchers get holds. Yeah. So you kind of like really? can't be able to balance out and say who's the best setup, who are the best setup mans in yeah. the whole league, and then just go from there. Yeah, that's why Sean and I always kind of dedicate entire segments just to relief pitchers who are not closers because we play in holds leagues and I don't know. I mean, to me, it's kind of difficult. I mean, it's easy and it's difficult at the same time because they're very, they're not as steady as, because you know who's going to come in the ninth inning every single time, right? More more than likely, you do know. You don't know how, who's going to get the hold for a particular game. You don't know who's going to get call, get the call from the bullpen when the team is in a jam and they need to preserve the lead in the late innings. So that, to me, that's a little bit unpredictable. But like you said, usually those are the best, some of the best pitchers that are not closers in the game. And they do deserve some shine. And uh, so it's good that you're you're catching on really quickly on that. And with that being said, uh, do you have time to be with us a little longer or do you have to get going? Yeah, I'm okay. totally fine. All right, well, let's move on to another team. So we talked about the third best team in the road of standings. We talked about the 11th best team in the road of standings. Let's go to the middle and talk about oh, Mad Lord. Dog Magical. Oh, 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 and 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 I want to hear I want to hear all the excuses. I want to see all the tears. Hey, no, there's uh, so many excuses, but we're we're trucking in there. All right. Process over results. Well, five and five, it could be a lot worse. Uh, yes, it, could, it, it very well could. I agree with that. And again, this looks like a, a team that's more unlucky than bad. You have a point differential of plus twenty-two, so that's pretty damn good. Uh, although it sounds like the according to the rotor standings, you are what your records yeah. suggest. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, you're lacking in runs, just like Angel, but you're also lacking in extra base hits. You're a home run or bust kind of guy. In the, in like. the categories I'm winning, I'm usually top three or four. In the categories I'm losing, I'm almost always bottom four. Yeah, but you do have a power speed combo there. I mean, the percentages are good, so it's just a matter of it sounds like more just getting those uh, counting stats up. And then we got to your pitching side. Uh, oh. Strikeouts are good, but then your strikeout per walk ratio is bad. Yeah. You get the saves, but not the holds. <laughs> bad whip, bad on base percent. So your rate stats are just a mess. So let's take a deep. And I'm just going to ask you the same questions. Of the, We're looking at your lineup. Don't mention your keepers. Who is the pick that you're most proud of here? Uh, I'd probably go with... Um... I know it was kind of a, a big shock when I took Nemo as early as I did, and it was just because I knew he was not coming back to me. I had the end, the, the turn at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round, and I knew he wouldn't make it back to me. But, you know, Nemo's always been my guy. I've always been the big believer in him. And I really I didn't feel like I needed him because I was already going to have uh, Corbin Carroll, Kyle Tucker, and Jordan Alvarez but I still just to protect myself against Corbin Carroll, maybe getting hurt or maybe having like a little bit of a sophomore issue, obviously not a problem. Um, so went with Brandon Nemo and he has rewarded me so far this year. Uh, really, like I said, I think I'm like first batting average and I think either first or basically tied for first and on base. And I, I tie a lot of that to the guys like Brandon Nemo. Angel, what about you? Go ahead, Angel. I'm sorry. I was going to ask you, but go ahead. No, you're good. I was about to say, you kind of don't have to worry about a lot. If you look at the on-base percentage, like, on in order, there's only two spots that he doesn't have a, uh, over 300. In yeah, base. and it's catcher. catcher. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's how, uh, like, I mean, how you did that, I don't know. Yeah, so... <laughs> That yeah. is impressive. We, we have yeah, a podcast. I'm sitting at a, a, a 352 on base percentage. Number one <laughs> is Bronx his, Bombers at 352. On base percentage on people on the bench. Yeah. Like, no, it's a deadly it's team. even this higher is... than some of the people that. <laughs> Angel, <laughs> man, this is what I got to deal with every year, man. This is it. This is it's a murderer's row. I mean, there's not a lot of big names per se outside of Jose Ramirez and Bo Bichette, but it's the sneaky guys that no one knows about. And then Jordan Alvarez is on the bench for some odd reason. What's yeah, I, I, he's had to bounce back and forth out of my bench when I need uh, Otani starting, or depending on matchups, depending on games played. And it's like if it's a, if it's a four game uh, Monday through Thursday, and the Astros only play two days, I'm normally not starting him. Yeah, we thought the Rays were bad at that revolving. Yeah. Oh lineup. yeah, no, I, I I bench stars all the time. <laughs> This but it's guy. because my outfield is such a mess. Who told you to get twenty outfielders? Come on. Uh, well, I didn't <laughs> I mean, expect all of them to be good. <laughs> Cody Bellinger was a shot in the dark. But did, but did you get him in the tenth round? Uh, oh, all got, right then. Eat I got him in the ninth round, so that would have been the eighteenth round. No, no, sorry. Eat crow. All right, because you didn't you didn't have the foresight to draft him in the tenth round, like some people. <laughs> anyway, let's go to your pitchers really quick, and again. Some, this is uh, where get, this is where it gets bad. The, I can see why the ratios are bad. I mean, Nick Lodolo has disappointed. We were so high on him. I had him in a lot of my leagues. Well, actually, no, just the points league. I finally got him in the points league, and I'm already regretting it. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're seeing. But for every bad name, you get some good names in here as well. Um, but uh, I, I guess I got asked. You know, we we spoke so positively of your hitting. Who has disappointed you the most out of your pitchers? Oh, that's. It's probably got to be Nick Lodolo. 
And I, yeah. I know he's one of the keepers, but you, you didn't clear, you didn't specify. Oh, uh, but okay. So I mean, we did we did talk about Lodolo anyway. But outside yeah. of him, who, who um, else do you think is a problem here? Uh, well, Dylan Cesar also has let you down a little bit. Yeah, but it, basically all of my pitchers that I kept, the Cease, Manoa, and Lodolo. Yeah, I mean, they've just been terrible for me, but they're they're not guys you can just cut a month into the season. So it's Blake kind Snell? of like, uh, yeah, Blake Snell was the guy that um, him and David Peterson. I drafted both recently. I, I put Peterson back um, waivers because I needed elsewhere needed help elsewhere. Um, but yeah, Blake Snell's not doing much for me, and neither is Andrew Heaney, although he's had brilliant starts and he's had bad starts. It's just a very uh, the, the the pitching is very frustrating because can I be I've honest? Had, what was that? Can I be honest with you? Right yeah, right go now? for it. Every time I see one of my pitchers face Andrew Heaney, I just start going like this. Oh yeah, I like that <laughs> matchup. Give me G Andrew Heaney versus matchup right now. You but hear it's, that? It, it really is. If you look at like the pitchers I kept, and I know, I know I said this before, but it's like for this team to be what I wanted it to be, those guys had to hit. And Lodolo, Cease, Manoa. And none of them have. And I, I wasn't even huge on those guys. I didn't need them to repeat last year. I just needed them to be good quality starters and not hurt but, me. And th- they've done the opposite. They've been nothing but basically hurting me all year. It's okay, man. You got Bailey Ober on the way. Tanner Bibby's already up here. And yep. then you got still Bobby Miller and Yuri Perez. Uh, I got to ask you, Thank God Angel. for Mitch Keller and Drew Rasmussen. That's all I'll say. I never yeah, thought well, I'd say that sentence. <laughs> well, we knew that Rasmussen was good, but yeah. Keller was the is the one that's um, been surprising. So I got to ask you, Angel, this is your back-to-back champion. Is it back-to-back or back-to-back-to-back-to-back? To back to back to back? Where are back we now? Back-to-back. Back. This is your back-to-back champion here, Angel. What do you think of his team so far? Uh, uh, this, this is what Looking. supposedly championship dynasties look like. What do you think? <laughs> but what do you think as a newcomer? You know, every every Rome has a downfall. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, say, I'm over I'm here going having for. parties while the city burns. <laughs> yeah, um, but in reality, I look at the positives. I I sometimes struggle having good relievers. He has pretty good relievers this year with Ottavino. I mean, Ottavino has been his worst. I mean, from the three that he's starting. Yeah, I, was, I, I just good. added him to uh, that have been last week. Yeah, last Sunday. So you got David Bednar that's been really, really lights out for the Pirates. Camilo Duval, which, you know, we have talked about him before a lot. Yeah. So he, although his strikeout, strikeout for for, uh, per, per base on balls has been a little bit lower than we expect. Yeah. But in regards of this, I just got to say, like, you know, his keepers are the ones that's, that he's been struggling with. Manoa, Cease, and yeah. Lodolo. I can see a bounce back. Like, you know, yeah. like even if just be, one of them doesn't, like, that's all I need, just one. Yeah, like, you know, I uh, the race faced Lodolo recently and they destroyed him, but it was early on the season. You're adjusting, yeah. you're trying to figure things out. So who knows? Maybe at the end of the season, Cease comes back to form like last year after the All Star break. Manoa goes to his like um, ace status. Lodolo figures it out. But at this point, it's struggling for the. For the starting pitchers, but a Drew Rasmussen, Mitch Keller has keeping is keeping him afloat. If he's if the other pitchers go well, that could be scary. Like yeah. that was really scary. And, and, and finally get uh Rizel Iglesias back uh just yesterday, two days ago. Finally got activated. He'd been on my 
IL. He was another one of my keepers from last year. So uh, now the the full punt for holds is on because I have Bednar Duvall and Iglesias. So there we go. Shout out to Judd Dry, who's uh, tuning up for a little bit. Uh, he also says, rest in peace to Vital Blue. So uh, let's move on, I guess, since I'm the fourth person on the panel, uh, the fourth team here, because we talked about Henry, we talked about Angel. Let's talk about my team, uh, uh, the best team in the league, 9-1. and one. I'm about to win the, another game. Get out the pomp and circumstance, Andrew. Oh, get oh, get out the a... confetti. Let's just start throwing his confetti now. I faced every single team once already. And I've and I'm about to get ten wins unless something catastrophic happens today against uh, uh, James Pinos, who's all who's also a newcomer and he's also figured things out. And if we have time, we'll take a look at his team really quick. That's a scary team. Yeah, he he's uh, the uh, only team that's ahead of me in on base percentage. He's at uh, two points ahead. I mean, that's a deadly lineup, but uh, yeah, we're gonna have to speed things up here. But nine and one, the I, I have yet to give up more than a hundred points allowed. And look at that point differential. I mean, no one comes close except for maybe Jacob, who is is uh, stepping up to the challenge I gave him in the off season, but that's plus 78, man. And I've, I've been, I, I've gone through these uh, starts before, right, Sean? Remember that one year where I won 30 games and, and, yeah. you know, and uh, James was about to uh, beat it, but then he realized <laughs> how hard it is to beat that record. Just so, beat it. So him and I are tight, but this has got to be one of the best starts in any season for me. Uh, it, it's just crazy. And I don't think my team's that good. No, but, and it's funny because the the real main characters, the building blocks of your roster, are not the ones that are really carrying you right now, aside from like Vlad. But Luis yeah. Rivera, Juan Soto. I mean, Juan Soto. I'm not. I don't think you and I are very worried about him. Rafael Devers, though, that was yeah. A Devers, Devers local. is kind of meh. Because uh, he's left-handed. I've always been meh on Devers. Well, but he's left-handed. It, it is really interesting that, and even like the two big young guns you kept, Gunner and uh, Witt, not doing too great but nope. you're you're making it work the Isaac Paredes the Vinny Pasquantinos uh, it's a really interesting hodgepodge of guys that but you're we'll making get it work to it. we'll get to it so as you can see I lead the league in run, our double digit uh points and runs and home runs and RBI but this is where I struggle is the other like the the other aspect of the hitting the doubles the triples even the singles are a little on the low side compared to everything else uh, I've Chicks done a dig better... the long ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that, no, that's Aaron's team. Yeah, I but know. <laughs> uh, uh, but I uh, I I did so last year. I struggled with strikeouts. So this year, in all my leagues, I mean, Angel, even in the ESPN league, you saw that every week Felipe has the worst hitting strikeouts of anybody, and it was like a, like a landslide, and it almost cost me uh, the season last year until I uh, picked it up where it mattered most, right? <laughs> So, by the way, little known fact, did you know that in, in the ESPN league last year, Sean, three out of the four people that got access to my spreadsheets made it to the final four? Interesting. 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 Yeah. Angel, Austin, and myself. And I forgot who the fourteen was, but it doesn't matter because they're losers. No. But, yeah, this was a concern for me last year, so I did my best to kind of improve that. And I did. That's why when I saw Ryan Note, I'm like, no, man, the strikeout's too high. So I'm, I I feel like I I got that in there. Hey, look at that. Nine points for stolen bases, son. Huh? I'm doing look, better Look at bases. you, little speed and demon out just, there. And it's basically all Nico Horner. That's the funny part. <laughs> oh, and G1 Bay. Oh, oh, yeah, G1 Bay, too. G1 Bay. Bay is Bay, man. That's why I don't bench him. I don't drop him or anything. But just like in the ESPN League, Angel, you'll see that I also do awful and caught stealing. So even when I try to uh, put an emphasis on stolen bases, I, I suffer in other ways, average and uh, on-base percentage. I got the uh, snowman, you know, I, I do like my poker terms. <laughs> I use the Dolly Parton against uh, Kevin Miller in our matchup. He was up nine to five. 
Not anymore. I'm massacring him right now, but we'll see unless something catastrophic happens. But there's the bread and butter right here, Sean. I mean, this has to be the one of the better pitching uh, lineups I've had in a long time. Although last year was pretty damn good, but I don't know. I just it, on paper, I mean, it's it's not it's not like who, Angels or who Angel, right? You were the one with the, all the big names that we mentioned, right? Yeah. Yeah, his lineup looks his pitching lineup looks really good, but for some reason, my lineup who with the lesser known players is, I mean, it's just it reminds me of my pitching staff from last year. Well, it reminds me of my pitching staff from last year too, but I feel like this <laughs> my pitching is even much that like even better this year. And yeah. let's look at the lineup really quick. And uh, we're trying to get to as many teams as we can today, but yeah, we're running out of time as we're, we're kind of doing victory laps on our, on all our teams <laughs> right now. But yeah, uh, we talked about Wilson Contreras, uh, Logan O'Hop was my second catcher until he got hurt with the, uh, with the brutal shoulder injury, just uh, swinging the bat, unfortunately. So I've already had young Gomes and he's out indefinitely. So Connor Wong, is my second catcher, and he's only getting five games next week, so that sucks. Well, he just and had again, a, like a, a big game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has. And what, he was in your lineup for that? No, I just, I that's <laughs> no, because I, I think uh, Young Gomes. Um, uh, I was still that hoping was that Young Gomes May, was healthy. Like he wasn't. Was May second, okay. So Miguel Amaya, uh, that's why I picked up Miguel Amaya just as insurance. And that, that's a shot in the dark, I know. But so is Andy Rodriguez. But I do have some options, but they're long shots. But I'm just holding on to a prayer here. Uh, I, like you mentioned, Guerrero is having a great season. But all the other guys like Devers, uh, Vinny Pasquantino was a guy that I was worried about because I don't know what to expect from him. And he's been yeah. Freaking fantastic! And all yeah, three of my Vin, league, Vinny's so. awesome. I, mean, Vinny I love is Vinny. So freaking good. I, I kept telling you guys, he kind of reminds me of Joey Votto uh, in in terms of his uh, statistical figures. Like yeah, the, the, it, it's a bit the walks Votto and strikeouts and the like. I don't don't think he'll ever walk as much as Votto. Like obviously, he's walked more than he struck out. But it's like I get Adrian Gonzalez vibes. Like that, hey, I'll that's, take it. That's <laughs> I the love type it. of player I think when I think Vinny Pasquantino is Adrian Viva Gonzalez. Mexico. Uh, Nico Horner has uh, uh, done wonders for me at middle infield, so that's good. You mentioned Isaac Paredes, who, again, frustrating. I love Isaac Paredes. I love what the Rays are doing. I don't like the revolving door, Angel. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate it. Well, you're a Rays fan. Um, I mean, you see that on a daily basis. We talked about that with the Dodgers, how they do it, and it must work because the Dodgers are always a good team. But, I mean, how do you feel about the Tampa Bay Rays constantly uh, – flipping their lineup around like it's a revolving door. Do you like it? Do you don't like it? Is it frustrating? Are you happy with it? What do you think? I mean, we have one of the best winning percentages in the last decade. Uh-huh. I don't mind it. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> like, the smart like, answer. Like smart in, a answer. Fantasy, in a fantasy type of way, yes, I get it. Like we're, I'm going to be frustrated. As a fan, I got Brandon Lau. He was really hot and now he's been on a revolving door. So it's like, you know, it's it's okay if it keeps winning, if it keeps making the playoffs. Of course, your goal is to make it to the World Series. Well, let's be honest. The Rays were never, unless, you know, they put a salary cap or something like that, they will never go for a splashy free agent like that. The best deal that they ever done is Wander Franco recently. So at this point, the Rays have been doing good with that. They have a lot of platoon players. and. And like just talking about Paredes, Paredes is great when he's facing a lefty um, um, reliever on the eighth inning. You bring him in, he gives you a homer, and you go yeah. home happy. Yeah. 
I'm happy. <laughs> it's like the way that they've used them. I like. I would be more upset. But when you see that, like what Paredes has done and Harold Ramirez, like those two, just kind of speak to what they've been able to draw out of them. I mean, they're putting up like the best numbers of their careers compared, like as Rays compared to when they were with other teams, Ramirez yeah. with the Marlins and the Indians or Guardians or whatever they were at the time. And of course, uh, Paredes was in Detroit for all those years, never really became anything. And, and then yeah. they come to Tampa and just, it has to be the way that they're used, who, who they're being allowed to face up against. And it is frustrating in a fantasy sense, but they're getting the results and these guys are putting up numbers. It's just hard to use in fantasy because you're not getting the volume, but you're still getting very good production from these guys. Go ahead, Angel. And look, in regards of, of who they gave up, they gave up Austin Meadows, a former all-star. Yeah. A lot of people were scratching their head about that move. And exactly. I, even I, I was like, what the hell? But they, and they, I, they and saw something. Like, mm-hmm. And for example, I'm a Rays fan. I see it most of the time daily. I knew Austin Meadows was not the same as their all-star years so when they traded him i was like i don't really know much about isaac paredes but if the rays are doing that i understand it because austin meadows has not been producing since his yeah. all-star year. so might as well get some value out of it and isaac paredes has not been as close as an all-star but uh, to the role that he's playing we have yeah. wander franco randy rosarena even a brandon lau he's been really good like he's been productive for his role yeah, the, the Meadows trade, Paredes trade, I would have had more concern about if everyone in the baseball world hadn't had the same reaction when they traded Jake Bowers for Yandy Diaz. Mm, that's right, yeah. Because everyone was like, Jake Bowers was the guy. He had gotten called up. He had had some pretty good success. And then they just instantly ship him off. And everyone's like, Yandy Diaz just hits a lot of hard ground balls. And now we see Yandy Diaz is and has been. One of the it's, best all-around hitters didn't in the majors. Show you that picture about the best on-base percentages since like 2019. Oh yeah, he, like, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, oh yeah. Like a top names, and then just out of the blue, Yandy Diaz. Yep. Like yeah. it's not a, it's not a crazy thing to say, but yeah. obviously he's not like a big power hit. I mean, he hits home runs, but he's not a big power hitter. But yeah, he's already hit nine home runs this year in 133 plate appearances. Last year in 558, he had nine home runs. Uh, he's four away, uh, five away from his career high of 14 in 2019. Uh, so yeah, he's finally. It's and it's funny because I went back. Uh, I was a big, I've always been a big believer in Yandy Diaz going back to his time in Cleveland in the minors. And he was a guy that I drafted in, in the inaugural draft of that 13-team league, and I had him the entire time until mm-hmm. right at the trading deadline last year. And I had Trey Turner and Correa, and I had I can't remember who I was playing at third base. But Yandy wasn't getting as much playing time. He was kind of hurt down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And somebody offered me Brian Rocchio, top 100 prospect. And I was like, God, like that seems like pretty good value for Yandy Diaz. Graham, yeah. I get third base next year. I trade Yandy and I get Brian Rocchio back. And then all off season and then going into spring training in the first like couple weeks of the season, I was just like so depressed because Yandy <laughs> wasn't on my team. He's and it's so like I, I was getting JD Day, like JD Davis was giving you awesome production at third base. But I was like, I, I saw Yandi having like this great breakout season for him, like compared to it's, it's in terms of power. 
And I was so upset. I went back to the guy and I said, I know I traded you Yandi last year. Would you want Rockio back? I'm willing to trade you Rockio plus other pieces. And he was like, yeah. And so I basically screwed myself and I traded Rockio and I think it was two other prospects or one other good prospect and a major leaguer to get back Yandi. And I was just like, okay, now I can feel happy about my team. But I was like, honest to God, depressed that I, I had Yandi. I've been singing his praises all these years. And then this uh, year happened and he wasn't on my team. And I was like, I need to fix this. <laughs> Sean, do me a favor. Uh, Cause I see that the, the trade with the Tigers and the Rays, right? Yes. To get Isaac Paredes to Tampa. Uh, Detroit sent infielder Isaac Paredes and a competitive balance round B pick in the 2022 amateur draft to Tampa Bay for Austin Meadows. Uh, can you pick? tell me who that pick was? Yeah. Out of curiosity. Yeah, you said that it was competitive rounds uh, B? Yeah, in the 2022 amateur draft. While you yeah. do that, uh, I just want to say I was always a big fan of Isaac Paredes. I probably... Uh, former Cub farmhand. Um, I, I knew that once he got to the Tigers that it was going to be an uphill climb, but I always had high hopes for him. I was actually happy that he was finally out of that dumpster fire, man. And I, I had a feeling that Tampa was going to see some value. I didn't, but I was actually going to, uh, I actually saw that, predicted that he wasn't going to get a lot of playing time. Uh, he's actually gotten a lot more playing time than I anticipated. But the weirdest thing about Isa Paredes is just, if you ever look at his plate discipline numbers, he's super patient. Um, and makes a ton of contact, and it's a lot of contact for power, which is the weirdest. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's part of the reason why I drafted him was I want to see if that translates over a full year um, in terms of fantasy baseball to see if I can get some of the production uh, and take advantage of that, of that fact that I know that he's a very patient hitter who makes a ton of contact and mostly for power. And so far, four home runs. I'm happy with that. Uh, the 325 on base percentage could be higher, but I'm happy with that qualifies everywhere except shortstop in the infield yeah. I, I love the guy and then you know and then the outfield for me though it's a revolving door so far tj friedel jake uh, fraley jesse winker guys who i had high hopes for have all just been null and void so now i'm playing musical chairs at outfielder that's how i ended up with max kepler edward olivares who we were pretty high on um a, a while back ago especially after he got traded to kansas city um so yeah, I'm just I'm trying to patchwork everything here, Sean. It, it doesn't look impressive, but it, it, I'm like you said, I'm making it work, and that's with me benching Bobby Witt Jr. and Gunnar Henderson for the next period, and G1 Bay, who looks like he has an ankle injury, and uh, and I still got all these other guys in the minor leagues like Andy Rodriguez, Ellie De La Cruz, Nolby Martin, George Valera, and guess what? They're all struggling right now. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do with those guys. Dun, dun, dun. But it seems like I have a wealth of riches in the infield, so I might have to trade some of those guys for some outfield help. But it is a tough league to trade because, I don't know, just teams are not trading uh, at any uh, – they don't trade a lot is what I'm trying to say. Uh, you have any? Did you yeah. find out who that so pick was? So the Rays actually had two picks in the competitive balance round B. I'm not sure which one came from Detroit – uh, but they had a, I think Chad Simpson shortstop kind of reminds me of an Xavier Edwards, high speed, uh, good uh, plate discipline, low EVs, hits into the opposite field, punch and Judy type guy. So the slapdick prospect who, in fact, the, the real slapdick prospect finally got promoted uh, for Miami, uh, nah. if you hadn't seen. But they had Chad Simpson and Ryan Cermak, a outfielder uh, from Illinois State. So uh, 
Redbirds. Yeah, Wait. I mean, you know, and, and I, I guess the big thing with Redbirds. it's not necessarily the players you get in the, those rounds that are really valuable. It's the slot money associated with it. Uh, so um, interesting that they had back to back. I feel like that's going to be something we see more and more in the future is those competitive rounds, competitive balance round picks being traded. I know we saw it last year, like right before the draft when the, the Braves traded for one from the Royals uh, with the uh, Drew Waters trade. So, uh, yeah, very interesting that they were able to grab two picks there. Listen, so man. they, they had like, line. I think, four picks in the top, in the first seven, four or five picks in the first 75 picks. Jesus. So. Hey, bottom line, the Rays won the trade is what you're saying. Yeah. That's what yes. I'm hearing. Yes. Angel, again, I asked you the same question. This is what a uh, number one team looks like. Uh, thoughts on it are you impressed are you like scratching your head how it's any good are you uh what are your thoughts uh snapshot thoughts especially coming as a newcomer into this league uh as uh, just for the hitters alone we'll get to the pitches in just a bit um the hitters are good like i i really i really like this hitting core um i honestly would be considering trading you one of my top tier pitchers for one of your first basemen so um Try to, I'm trying to think which one I will be willing to give up. They they but, come with a high price, so just be careful. No, no, you're good. But I'm gonna in regards to this, even this, like this is funny. Like my um Sean was saying, his you're you're being sustained by a lot of players that were not keepers. So it's really good. Like a Nico Horner, Beanie Pacquistino, G1 Babe was stealing you a lot of bases. So it's like a lot of the players that you picked up on the draft or on waivers were the ones that are helping you, you know, quote unquote, dominate on on the year this this time. I so. just want to m- quickly mention that the two guys, Horner and Pasquantino, those guys were drafted. I don't want to be accused of doing things I'm not doing. All right, and and then G1 Bay, minor league protected. Oh, so, there you go. So, so yeah, I ha- it's it's called foresight. Some people should uh, pick up on it. I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> But there's a guy out there who likes to talk a lot, and all he does is just turn and burn on the waiver wire. There, I said it. This is the complete opposite, Angel. The complete opposite of that. So go ahead. I, I mean, dude, you you if you see me, I'm I'm burning the waiver wire and the and yeah. the and the, the pickups. I'm not bragging about it. I'm just that's how I I am when like bench yeah. players trying to see. Oh, if I get a bench player that's producing, I'm just gonna pull him up. But I'm not bragging about it. That means I probably drafted bad too so yeah yeah and I'm, I'm not saying that all my picks are hits but i mean like my outfields a mess again sean this is like the umpteenth year where my goddamn outfield cannot get get their shit together and <laughs> sorry for this rant, but it's just frustrating it's very frustrating especially and, with the names you have especially with the names i have yeah and the guys that i thought were gonna be good jake fraley i thought he could be a home run stolen base combination and he just completely sucks jesse went uh, this is why i don't bat left-handed hitters sean this is why Left-handed hitters, they're not, they're no good. They're useless. Rafael Devers, useless. Although he leads my team in home runs. What the hell? Why? Anyway, let's go <laughs> to the pitching side of things. Uh so yeah, uh, a pick that I'm proud of here is Alex Cobb and Nate Ovaldi and Clayton. I mean, like that, this is a patchwork pitching staff because a lot of my uh I didn't get I didn't select a lot of uh, keepers for pitchers. The only keeper I kept was Framber Valdez, and Classe was my only relief pitcher. And I'm already regretting that one. As uh, the rate stats are not, he's not dominating like I thought. He's getting a lot of saves, also. I'm thankful for that. At least he gets that. Uh, and, and again, Angel, this is what a, a really good, supposedly a really good pitching staff. I think your rotation is much better than mine. But go ahead, 
why do you think that your rotation isn't as good as mine in terms of what the numbers say? Hold up. Wait a minute. He th- I think he does think his rotation is better than yours. <laughs> I just said that his ro- the numbers don't. I mean, look at this. But you said he doesn't think that. Uh, wait, what the fuck did I just say? Let me rephrase this. <laughs> On look, paper. Look, I'm, we gonna, talk- I'm, I'm just going to be straight up with this. There are a lot of quote unquote low key names in this roster. They're really good low key names pitchers like Nathan Ovaldi. He has been always like a pretty good pitcher in Boston. Mm-hmm. He's really proven out on Texas. Um, Alex Cobb has been amazing. He was also a race prospect at one yeah, point. That's too. right. Yeah, so we I talked know, about, I about Alex Cobb. I knew he was going to be good. I just hope he was good on Tampa. And then but... he's got the nursing home of Kershaw Morton. Also, could be a law firm name. <laughs> Charlie Morton, Uncle Charlie was a was a race legend. You know, yeah, I remember that. the second highest AAV contract ever given out by the race. Was to Charlie yeah, Morton, exactly. and fifteen million dollars. It's only barely beaten out by Wanders. Wanders is like sixteen or eighteen million. Yeah, exactly. So Clayton Kirch, the only thing I worry about Clayton Kershaw is you know his availability. He's yeah. always been a stud, but I worry that I, you know he's always been a injury prone pitcher recently. Mm-hmm. I worry that if he falls down, who you got on your bench? You got a pretty good. Yeah, but he's still got Framber. Like Framber is probably the best pitcher Framber. out of all of yeah. those guys. <laughs> yeah, Framber, and I don't know why Framber is. On, uh, maybe he wasn't pitching this. Yeah, week, pretty so. good. No, he's yeah. not starting, which yeah. sucks. It's not starting. So, I need Framber look, to just start. Framber Valdez was the probably the the biggest name of your rotation. Yeah. That means that you have a lot of low key, pretty decent rotation. Like it's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, the numbers and the numbers back it up too. You got a pretty good rotation, and you yeah. got a class A and a. As a as a reliever, I mean, even though he blown three saves, which has worrisome, but I'm worried. I'm very worried. <laughs> but, Jose Alvarado hasn't had a walk yet. Oh, I just noticed that. Just like oh uh, my guy, jeez, I, I know his strikeouts to... were insane. Like for the first like six games, like he didn't have an out that wasn't a strikeout. But I see he just finally had a bad outing. Finally gave up multiple runs. I sh- I should I I wasn't no paying attention. Walks. I was that's kind of shocking. I'll... I was paying That's too much crazy. attention to my guy Gainer Cano, who had no hits to start the year. I finally, I think he finally gave up a hit in May. Where is he? Did you drop him? Oh no, I, I didn't pick him up in this league for some reason. Oh, I don't okay, know okay. who has him. Okay. Can you look that up, please, Sean? I somebody picked him up. I, I know they did. I know I picked I him up. I want to say they ESPN got picked league. up like during the show last week when we were talking about him. Good. That means they're listening um, and not giving us any credit. April twenty ninth. Oh no, so it was last Saturday. It was before the show, uh, and it was oh. uh, James. You I did post. I did post something about Yaner Cano not giving up a hit, and, uh, well before that, yeah. so maybe that's where he got the idea from. <laughs> and I picked him up very late in the in the ESPN league. I actually picked him up the day uh, the day uh, right after we got done with the with the show. I picked him up because Griffin Jacks is that his name? Yeah, can't even get his name right. Uh, was sucking the bet again, so I'm like, you know, screw this. It's Guillermo Cano time. I'm gonna, I'm all in with these Orioles uh, relief pitchers. So I paired him up with Felix Batista in the other league, but in this league. Like I said, it's not the big names that you have. I mean, and it's not just saying that they're big names, but they're not producing. No, Angels' big name pitchers are producing, yeah. and and that's the concern. Is like I don't have the big names. I just have band. I, I, to me, that it, it's just a recipe for disaster. I thought my rotation was. Let's let's just ahead. say this. My worry is I will end up being like a 2010. I think it's 2010, 2011 Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies. <laughs> 
Like, that's my concern. And you're going to end up being like a 2015, maybe, a, you know, even, even this year, 2023 Tampa Bay Rays, which mm. the only pitcher really good is Trey McClanahan. And the other ones are not really no names, but, you know, Jeffrey Springs was pitching really good. They yeah, just he was. optioned Taj Bradley, which was being one of the best. He had three wins, and then they just optioned him for no reason, which was, that's what dumb from for me from the race. But at the end of the day, like, if it's producing, why change it until you see a little bit of a dip? That's when you start being concerned. But at this moment, the only worrisome I hear, see here is Clayton Kershaw. That's it, honestly. And he's been very steady for me this year as yeah. well. So uh, hopefully it stays intact like that. I mean, I really like the guys I drafted, the Ovaldis, the Cobbs. Even them, Charlie Morton, they, they were drafted very late. You guys were not giving them putting. You guys were not putting that respect on their names. So, and Descalfani was drafted super late, and that's when. Well, uh, well crap! If I have my rotation, why would I pick them? Oh, yeah, probably, <laughs> I need well, to worry on not, offense. Well, yeah, you notwithstanding, but I mean, everybody else had a chance to get them, and I mean, they saw what you just mentioned. They're old. Are they going to be available? But like we mentioned on the show, sometimes older is better when it comes to starting pitchers. Sometimes. They, I mean, I, there's plenty of young pitchers on waiver wire, and they're they can't get the. I mean, Edward Cabrera, young guy at 25 years old, very electric stuff, a 1.69 strikeout per walk ratio, a 1.66 whip. He, he's learning, man. He should be right around the peak, but he's still learning. Even Reed Detmers, who has a full season under his belt, he's still kind of learning on 1.5 yeah. whip. And the worst part about Reed Detmers, he has to pitch every six games or, or yeah. six days or whatever. Because and of uh, he has, it, with him, it's the one good start, or like he'll have a great start or a bad start. There's no in between. There's no just like five innings, two earned runs. It's either like ready. seven shutout innings or three innings and eight runs. <laughs> and I was getting ready to cut him, but then I realized, crap, the waiver wire is very thin. Yeah. And he has a favorable matchup against the Rangers because uh, he's facing one of those crappy pitches they got down there. I think it was Andrew Haney. Or, or was it John Gray? Either way, I kind of like that matchup for the second period of next week. So he's he got saved uh, be, from getting cut. And I'm still waiting on Tyler Glass on Andres Munoz as well. So, that, that I mean, I guess that's the big name here um, is Tyler Glass now that he's going to make or break the rotation. Although, like, again, you guys mentioned it's a, number, it's, it's a pretty damn good rotation. Uh, and, and the numbers prove it. So we'll see if it if it uh, stays that way. Let's quickly move on to other teams from bottom to uh, top, and then we'll call it a show. Poverty franchise, that's Jets team, once again, uh, off to a bad start. Uh, Sean, he made it to the championship game in that first season against Aaron. Started yeah. to look like that was uh, more fluke than than reality there. But, I mean, yeah. Ken, what do you think about Jets team so far? Without it's, getting too much into detail, by the way. Yeah, it's just kind of more of what we saw last year, I guess, which uh, it just – and it's funny because I, I look at the roster. I don't hate the roster in terms of like the offensive lineup. It, it's just missing. Uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of more based on fun and the names involved than the actual production, I guess. And there, there's not a whole lot of depth. And granted, he his number one player from last year was Altuve. I would, I would get. I would say. And um, he's hurt. Yeah. yeah, and ultimately he's been hurt. So uh, Corbin Burns off to a, a solid start. I'll be on a great. Um, and then the rest of the pitching, the pitching is just not very good. Well, here's a road of standings. Uh, offense is struggling. I think he's doing a good job of controlling his hitting strikeouts. 
pretty decent on base percentage, but everything else is bad. And then you get to the pitching side, and it's pretty putrid. He always has good relievers. I'll give him that. He always has yeah. good relievers. He finds a way to get the saves and the holds every year, so that's good. Uh, but everything else is lacking. So yeah. that's a Jets team. We move yeah. on to the next. Go ahead. And especially because two of his best relievers really are Clay Holmes and A.J. Mincer. A.J. Mincer was in Presley where actually he kept both of them. Mincer sitting at an ERA over seven and Clay Holmes, two blown oh. saves and an ERA over four. So, but yeah, it, he, he has Peter Strzelecki, which and this is where him being a Brewers fan comes in handy. Yeah. Eight holds for Peter Strzelecki. Like that's that's wild to have eight holes this in the first month of the season. Four point two ERA, but he's getting the eight holes. Like you can give up one run in an inning and still get a hole. That's and then Devin Williams has been such a a lockdown closer. So I guess I just worry worry that that will not sustain. Probably not. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. So until oh the fourth that until Thursday he had a one point two ERA. He had one inning or a third oh. of an inning where he pitched. He gave up three hits, five earned runs. So that oh. ballooned. So he was having a really good month until one game. That's that, makes, that, makes that makes more sense. That makes more sense. My bad. My bad. I so you're, you're good. Like I, I was like kind of wondering the same thing. And so I uh, looked into it. Quickly move on to James team. Who's not who I just summoned and he's on the chat and we're going to quickly talk about him. Cause we already wasting too much time uh, talking about our teams. Cause we're selfish. Uh, James three and seven. It looks like he's not going to beat the 30 game, 30 win record. I just want that to simmer. He's not going to be <laughs> anyway, negative 17 point differential. Let's see how he's doing in the standings. Number nine. So the record does match the Roto standings. Uh, what happened here, Sean? That was I, uh, I don't know. I'm looking at his roster, and he it's a good freaking roster. Like, and he's he's really active, like on, on waiver wires and whatnot. So I'm yeah, he's very active. Not all of these guys have been on his lineup like for a long time. But I'm and he's looking made some at traits too, right? Yeah, I think he did make one trade already. But one I'm trade, looking yeah, at this lineup, and there. it's like, okay, what's um, wrong here? There's nothing wrong with this pitching. lineup. I it, I feel like his pitching is a little bit. I mean, Max Free, Luis Castillo, really good. Um, Wait, I, I guess the, the starting that? pitching depth, yeah, that's probably a, a big issue there. Yeah, um, only has a few guys, but he's got Devin Williams, like relieving. Like uh, Scott Barlow's been really bad, I guess, as a reliever. Oh yeah, we just talked about how you picked up Yanir yeah, Cano. Yeah, and yeah, I don't understand why would you have a Kenley Jensen on your on your um on your bench when he's pitching so great. Uh, he doesn't have yet, uh, Ken Lake, does he? Yeah, he is. Am I, no, he doesn't. I don't see it. No, 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 no. We're all. Oh, my um, bad. I'm on. The, I'm on a different one. My yeah, <laughs> yeah. You bet I'm winning is the name of his yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You bet I'm winning. Which oh, he's not. Bad. He says that he's been doing a lot better recently. So. Yeah, well, I, I, we'll see. And it's like him. He, he's got a Stereo Ruiz on the bench. I probably wouldn't have him on the bench. So that's like I have him on my bench too. Although uh, I that, that I, would be an instant like win the stolen bases for the week. Um. I have him on my bench on the. I had him on my bench in the ESPN league because this is uh, average and all base percentage were so putrid. But yeah. guess what I did in the ESPN league? I'm thinking about it. I might change my mind later, Sean. I uh, I bench Julio Rodriguez so I can insert Estoril Ruiz oh, because wow. Rodriguez has been really bad the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's a dramatic move. And uh, well, I guess okay. So it's a bit of a roster construction issue here, possibly. So he's got Brent Rucker, who's off to this great start for Oakland, and he's got Jared Duran, who we talked about last week in our themed episode, Duran Duran. Yeah. Um, and those guys only have center field and left field eligibility. So they're locked in there. Mookie Betts has second base 
shortstop and right field, but he has him slotted in right field. But with Asteri Ruiz, the only two outfield locations he's eligible at is left field and center field, where he already has it filled with Rooker and Duran. He says so, that Brent Rooker hits a home run every period. Yeah, yeah. Rooker's been insane. Uh, it's amazing that he's bounced around with as many teams in the last few years as he did. Um, and then finally, he this happens. Uh, yikes. All Minnesota, like just uh, Minnesota and Kansas City look really oh. bad. And San Diego hey, listen. look really bad for giving up on this guy. I figured out what the problem is here. He has Scott Barlow on his team. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, that, that's I, I mentioned the Barlow. Oh, like his and look at that. Reliever. Noah Syndergaard. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, Homer Pick. Is this the again. same guy that was talking shit about J- Jacob DeGrom? <laughs> Everybody talks shit about Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. So. You're going to have to narrow that one down. All right. Thanks, James, for tuning in. Uh, sorry we got to go quickly here because we already spent too much time on other teams. We're, uh, so appreciate you joining us this morning. Yeah, I, laughing my ass off. I hate Barlow. Then why do you have some? <laughs> Trust I, me, and, in the next 30 minutes, Scott Barlow will be off his team and he will add a new reliever because this is this is what J- uh, James DePoto does. I'll give him, uh, he says that he doesn't talk shit about the ground, so it wasn't him. Yeah, uh, really no. quick, uh, congratulations on picking up Yainer Cano. That's a big Big pickup for you. We just we constantly talk about him in the last couple of weeks here on the show. And the the so Mason Miller pickup as well. Oh yeah, Mason Oakland, Miller. So, Oakland pitcher. Maybe we'll see things turn around for him. Maybe we'll yeah. see him turn. Like All I right, said, big... I, I look at this lineup and I'm like, that's a really good lineup. So yeah, well, I don't I don't really get it. We move on to the other Mets fan, Andrew. Oops, Andrew Sullivan. Uh, I should probably tag him as well. But there he is. Uh, he is what? What's his record? Big thing in energy, four and six. So he's uh, in that sandwich log jam of four and six teams. Uh, 121 minus 143. That's a negative 22 um, point differential. Let's quickly go over to the uh, standings here. Where's this team? Big digger, big digger, big <laughs> dinger energy. Yeah, 10. So just <laughs> the Mets fans are at the bottom. They're the, the, the two teams who have made that trade earlier this year. And uh, let's see, what what's the points here? He is, okay, so he's down by like, what? What's that? 17 points, I guess, to uh, James's team that we just talked about. Um, I mean that yeah, he takes care of the walks, he t- gets a lot of strikeouts, gets a lot of stolen bases, though. And then you get to the pitching side of things, and it's just mid-level, whatever. Yeah. It, it, uh, it's all like four ERA guys. Also, when did Ronaldo Lopez ERA blow up to eight? How did yeah, that happen? Yeah, he uh he How got exposed. How did that happen? He, got, did that happen? he got exposed. Like he was he doing got... like good. What what this can't be right. And that's another team, big thing energy with a lot of guys with big names, you know. And then Aloy Jimenez is out for a month with the appendectomy, so he has to bench him. Who does he have on the bench? Kristen Yelich. Eesh. Eesh. So uh, Julio Rodriguez, two fifteen batting average. That's not what we signed up for. He's a first round pick, a keeper for him as well. So that's not going to fly. So he has uh, big names, just like everybody else. Big names who are not living up to par, and who knows if they'll live up to par. Let's go out to the rotation pitching staff. Uh, Angel, we'll go with you. What's a name that sticks out for you here as the, you can't believe that they're struggling to start out the year so far? On this one? Yeah, I mean, for you big gotta thing. mention Liz Garcia, I think it's out for the year, right? Yeah, Garcia's out for the year. Out now. For the year that's that's the only thing I'm like, I'm sad for him. Yeah. Nestor Cortez, too, he had a pretty good year and the year before. So that's been a little bit concerning. Like his CRA is a little bit high. Yes. Well, it's, it's really high. Yeah, he he it, it went uh, up a run and a half last Sunday uh, when he gave up seven earned runs and not even yeah. five innings. So, yeah, hope, so still like, still time to bring it back down, but that's the one that really sticks out to me. 
I quickly move on to the next team. Who is it? Uh, Smoky Naces. This is always a wild card for me. Smoky Naces. That's Leon Tompkins of the Step Back Podcast. Uh, his team's uh, pretty do pretty well right now. He's at zero point differential, so uh, he's basically uh, treading water. Where does he rank? He's number five. So that more unlucky than bad, Sean. Right? Gets a lot of singles. Gets a lot of walks. A lot of so a lot of punch and Judy from him. Not a lot of home run power. Uh, controls the strike zone pretty well. So it's it's like a bunch of, uh, I don't know. And it's funny because like he's getting Ben's a little bit of power from everybody except yeah. Anthony Rendon. But like it's not – nobody has more than eight home runs. But everybody has at least three. <laughs> it's a weird and lineup. You, and then you get to the pitching uh, – the rotation. Uh, where is he? Uh, yeah, he's doing pretty decent. And then the ratios is where it gets bad. The walk to strikeout – the strikeout to walk ratio is awful. Uh, he's always good with relievers. Like – you don't have to worry about his relievers. They'll, they'll always be um, above average more than, although the holds are down from him, but he always, he knows how to pick holds. Yeah. I'm not worried and I, about I was that. really disappointed when he kept Alexis Diaz. Cause I was really hoping like, he would have been like one of my first picks uh, at the end of that first round. If he hadn't have kept Alexis Diaz, cause I knew that was where I was going to need help. But uh, Alexis Diaz also another great start as well. By the way, Andrew and Leon have an extra reserve spot, so I don't know if they know about that. Hopefully, they they, they look back on the show and realize that they uh, they have an open space available for those guys. Uh, but yeah, you look at the lineup. Um, no, I'm not impressed, man. I'm not not an impressive lineup. Some I'm really, promise here. I'm really disappointed in MJ MJ Melendez. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, that's he's also a really really rough start. But it's, it's like that was the thing is I think a lot of people got so taken up in his last year in the minors and then how good he well how good in air quotes uh like the the background info looked on him last year and they forgot that like because he wasn't striking out as much but everyone melendez had done this before like when he was an a ball he had a really great year everybody thought he was the next big thing then he got up to like high a double a and the strikeout rate just ballooned and everyone just was out on him again and then he was kind of in no man's land, had a great year, got back on the prospect map, and uh, he he's just kind of all over the place. And he's not a good catcher, and he's not really a good defensive outfielder. It's uh, he had a lot of he has a lot of potential. It's just uh, I feel like he's all over the place. And I went like from the WBC. He had a pretty good WBC. Yeah. On yeah. So I was like hoping that he would pick up from that, but. Unfortunately, he yeah, hasn't, he, so. he does. Uh, he just uh, missed some games with back problems, so I wonder if that has anything to do with it. But he's playing outfield more, so you would think that would yeah. not stress him out so much. Anyway, I missed some um, uh, comments from James Hanaboat. Uh, he says, uh, "I was like, my pitching is great. What the hell?" When we that's something that we talked about as well. He also mentioned that I don't know. It's weird because Duran is hitting four hundred. Is he talking about Jaron Duran or? Yeah, 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 Jared Duran. He's okay. at three yeah. And yeah, he hates Barlow. So I just want to make sure I, I want to make sure I got his comments in. Uh, he misses out on every reliever, he says, but not Yainer Cano. I think that's a big hit for you. Anyway, let's go back to Leon's team. So again, some veteran players that we know about have uh, been around, but uh, they're not living up to speed. They're not living up to par. So it's a major disappointment. Then you get to the pitching rotation. You got Shane Bieber. But remember, Hunter Green was the big loss for me, right? Because I thought I was going to get him back. I didn't. Yeah. But he's been very inconsistent again, which really sucks because... I don't know. I forgot what, what your stance on Hunter Green is, Sean, but I'm I'm a huge Hunter Green fan. Yeah, I'm kind of iffy. I think, think it's always going to be the stuff over the actual results. Max Scherzer has been struggling. Uh, Cal Finnegan yeah, gets a lot of saves, but yeah, unfortunately, he uh, ruins your rate stats, which <laughs> and then who told him to get Craig Kimbrell in his one 
89 strikeout per walk ratio, which we keep track of, and is 1.7, 1.8 whip. Uh, Justin Steele is a great <laughs> and the ADRA. I mean that 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 explains why his team is so bad. Uh, otherwise, I think I, I I this is what I mentioned to you guys uh, in the chat. Gray, gray, gray. Yeah, he has all the grays and the and green. green. <laughs> he has all the colors. He, he, Vita Blue would fit well with this team. I could yeah. tell you that much. <laughs> Rest in peace once again. That's terrible. So anyway, that's Leon's team. Uh, then we 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 skip uh, these two right here. That's uh, uh, Angel. That's Sean. Then we got to James Pinos, who's six and four. He finally got. He finally understood what was going on um, and how to handle this league. So I'm just gonna tag him really quickly. And he has a run differential of negative two, but that's because he got off to a slow start. He's currently on a two-game winning streak. So let's take a look at the Roto standing. So what what I say he was? He was the fifth best team. And, yeah, I want to say uh, like me and him are like tied or like back to back. They have similar records. And he's uh, a, I think one more win. Eighth on the Roto standings, but I think that has more to do with a bad start that he got. I think he finally figured out what to do because his offense is just killer. I mean, look at those numbers. Yeah. Uh, first or second or third place, and and even fourth place in a lot of those categories. He struggles with the stolen bases a little bit. And then you get to the pitching staff, and that's probably his next project is trying to improve his pitching staff because that staff is not really good. No. I think the one positive <laughs> the one positive is the strikeout-to-walk ratio. So let's take a quick look at his pitching staff and see what the matter is. Uh, well, there you go. Too many Yankee players. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm, I'm that's joking. What I'm was, joking. I wasn't going to say saying, it. Like, when I was watching Hen- when you guys were talking about James Handeboat, I was watching at this one. I'm like, why are you seeing all these pitchers? Yeah, yes, Dean Kramer, Brady Singer, they suck. Uh, I, I, I would have, <laughs> I always tell you guys, don't get those guys. And he went out and got them. I don't know why, but there it is. Uh, Tristan McKenzie is injured, so I'm pretty sure he's waiting for him to get back and maybe save. There's where Canley Jansen is, uh, yeah, uh, Angel. And all I think that's, because, that's what I was saying. Like, you got all these really, you got. I mean, these relievers are not that bad, but like I'm like, well, you might as well put Kenley Jensen. He's your best closer here. I, I think the problem there is that he's only playing in two games on yeah. uh, the Monday through Thursday. I know this because I was looking at Red Sox players. Like, nah, I don't think so. Not this week because they're only playing five games total next week. Yeah, compared gotcha. to other guys who are playing six and seven games. So you know, quantity over quality basically is a strategy, which is not too bad. Like you said, he has some decent relievers. Although I've never been a big fan of Jose Leclerc. But yeah, this pitching staff is really ugly. This is the first time I've looked at Carlos Estevez since we did like a closer relief episode before the season started. And holy crap, he's doing really well. Yeah, I always love them. I've always been a big fan. Uh, he's yeah, out of he Colorado had, now. He had really so. good stuff. Just I like Colorado. him. <laughs> but I, I also like Jose Quijada, right? That's his name. And he's out for the year now, unfortunately. Yeah, Tommy John. Uh, uh, Logan Webb and Pablo Lopez are the uh, the cream of this uh, of this rotation, but yeah, he has a lot of work to do there. That's it's the very putrid lineup. He needs one or like two, really two more starters. I guess McKenzie hey, being wanna... out hurts that, but yeah, but that's good. not going to help him either. Yeah. Uh, and then quickly the lineup. Hey, there's your guy, Angel, wonderful Franco, and Randy. But... He's got Wonder and Randy. I'm sorry, Brandy. Randy. Oh, oh Randy. Serena. Yeah, Mister <laughs> yeah, Mister Mexico. Rosarena. Mister Mister Senor Mexico. Sorry. And then the big bounce back from uh, Max Muncy, who's uh finally playing up to speed the 12 home runs and the high as hell on base percentage yeah. that's gonna play and he and was quick to grab james altman big uh guy that we like oh uh, yeah true he's awesome having a good start oh and then sure enough there's melvin hi how's Cody valenger doing yeah <laughs> uh, we, we, uh go back to the beginning of the show where we where we uh trash your pick because you uh 
pick them in the <laughs> seventh round or some shit like that. Yeah. How's Richard Rodriguez doing? How about that? How's Richard Rodriguez? You know, you picked them up in the in the points league and just admit that you didn't know what the hell you were doing. All right. And then we'll, we'll I'll leave you alone about Richard Rodriguez. I pick him up because he's going to get the saves in Atlanta and he's not, he's nowhere near a, a, a major league roster. Good job, Melvin. Good job. Way to go. <laughs> Anyway, well, let's move on to uh, Mike Harvey. That's the only team I've lost to so far, and I thought it was a pretty fluky win on his part, but that's okay. You know, I'll give it to him. He he beat me. He's the only team who's beaten me. But look at that, one twenty nine points for one thirty five points again. So then, what is it? A seven? Well, okay, I just want to make sure I'm not like having a stroke. Yeah, Carlos Santana has three stolen bases. It's, it's 2023 baseball. That's what you guys wanted, right? Have, you guys wanted uh, the old dopey first what? baseman to get stolen bases. Right? What? He's always it's added in him, guys. Clock, guys. Oh the, 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 my. Okay, and I love how fan tracks. They're it's very courteous of them. They have them listed at 215 pounds. Uh, maybe 10 years ago. But wow, I, I thought I was going crazy there. <laughs> apparently Melvin was high when he made the Richard Rodriguez pick. Okay, Melvin, this is a guy I need. Well, I don't know if he's one of those guys, but you know, you hear one of the people who like to, you know, talk up a little bit and say, it helps me focus guys. It helps me focus. I guess that did not help him get focused on that draft night. Stick with me, kid. You'll learn some things here. But anyway, getting back to Mike Harvey's team, the only team I've lost to, where is he? Fourth. Okay. So you know what? Unlucky, right? That's all it is. It's just bad luck because he could be better than that. But as you can see, the hitting is pretty, you know, that's one of the things I complain about his team. Now, now that I remember, Sean, safe floor, limited ceiling. Yeah, he that's a, a lot it, of it, safe it, picks. Yeah, it, it's this, kind of the same way again this year. And it's like he always will have a really like a good team, but it's like it, the upside's sometimes missing. The pitching is doing a lot better than I anticipated. Though, oh, so yeah, that's it, that, yeah, his pitching. I'm looking at the roster now. His pitching is really good. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing about him is that yeah, he, he the safe floor, but yeah, it's good. It keeps you steady, but. Will it get you to that? It's like what where our guy uh, Mario used to say, not not Super Mario, but Mario Margola, uh, big fantasy guru that he is. It's like, do you want to just pick a bunch of safe guys and finish in fourth place every year, or do you want to go down with the ship and 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 go out shooting and try to win championships? Yeah, it, it really does come down to that. And this is this is another Mike Harvey team that's just I, I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to play safe with Brendan Donovan, although that's not a safe pick. I don't think it is here. <laughs> so. Not a fan. Uh, Brandon Lau has been struggling recently. Josh Naylor has been struggling, but these are all veteran players that yeah. were supposed to do better than that. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber is struggling. The Arenado having like falling off a cliff—that's hurting him. You can, yeah, tell. yeah, and he—that's why he has to go with Brandon Donovan at third base. Who would have thought of that? Lots of hitters on the bench. A lot of uh, uh, veteran names. All a lot of the guys are in their mid twenties, except for Geraldo Perdomo. Who's uh, off to a great start, but I don't know if he has a lot of playing time in Arizona. Quickly go to the pitching staff. Yeah, there's you, Darvish. Hunter Brown's a great pick. I'll give him that yeah, much. Yeah, that was a keeper for him, too. Yeah, but Lance Lynn, uh, that's, I mean, unless we see uh, uh, him turning things around, just like the White Sox are kind of turning things around little by little. We leave Coors damn good with yeah. uh, Alex Lang and Felix Bautista. I'll, I'll eat crow on that one. I did not give Alex Lang or any of those Tigers bullpen guys any no, hope. Uh, yeah, Alex Lang's legit. Uh, he was really Lang's good legit. last year when he just wasn't – he didn't have the saves role. Uh, that was Gregory Soto. When Soto got traded, like Lang's ADP, like everyone was like, okay, yeah, this guy's – and then when the Mets just played him uh, this week, it's funny because he wears like the turtleneck but with no sleeves. So it's just the turtleneck. And it, like he looks like a fucking badass on the mound, like not going to lie. And uh, really cool curveball. 
Uh, it's like the chain with the turtle. I, I don't know. It works for him. Really good pitcher. And I, I like how he's got the two like stud save guys and then like a really good just like middle relief holds guy in John Strider. Uh, I, I wish I could do that, but I, I don't have the patience. <laughs> and, and then to finish, to round out the, the good, um, the good talk about his team, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, which is a dream of mine to have those and, two guys and, and on Garrett my team. But <laughs> well, besides Sam, I mean, we know who Gary Cole is, but yeah, my dream is to have Logan Gilbert and George Kirby on the same team and he beat me to it. So that's why his team is, uh, his pitching staff is good, but the hitting, we saw the hitting, it's not that good. Uh, we go to Aaron's team who uh, reminded us that Angel has more losses than her. <laughs> but I, just like, uh, uh, just like Mike Harvey with the negative six point differential, Aaron also has a negative differential of minus nine. And I, I can already hear it. So it, all that matters is the number of wins, you guys. So so that's what it's all about. Eight and two oh, record. Oops. So third place, but seventh in the Roto standings. And I can already hear her kind of complaining about Ricky Velasquez. Why are you guys talk, talking about the Roto standings? It's all about, <laughs> about the wins, she'll say. I love Erin. She's our tri-commissioner here. So good for her. Oh. But here's the, the Roto standings. Again, mid-level stuff. The biggest uh, uh, contribution that she does is the runs. And a stolen basis. And yeah, she controls that as well. I was about to get to that. And the holds. But this is uh, not a very dominant team unless there's something like there's like an egg or there's a seed that she's planning for later on in the year. Let's look at the lineup. She always has good catching duos. So I'll I'll always give her her props on that. But the rest of it, Sean, what do you think of it? Uh, Offensively, uh, she's the one who picked up Kalenic after I dropped him because I had too many outfielders, and when I dropped him, he was not hitting like he has been the rest of the season. So it's a it's a nice outfield. Um, CJ Crone kind of getting off to a slow start hurts. Um, and then, like, I feel like she's getting no power from the, the positions you traditionally get power from. First base, third base, combined two home runs from Ty France. And on the bench, I mean, she has Ryan McMahon, but I, I doubt she's playing him over those guys very much anyway. So yeah, that's not a fan of lack that. of power <laughs> at the places you need to get power from. Sorry, let me re- reiterate that. Not a fan of Ryan McMahon, period. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I, I, every now and then I'll stream them like when I know they're about to have a all home series. Because if yeah, you ever right. look back on his like home road splits over the years, like he's constantly 830, 850 plus at home and he's just terrible on the road. So, yeah, well, either she starts McMahon at third base or she starts Kebrian Hayes. Either way, it's a disaster waiting to happen. Kebrian Hayes has just been a big letdown the last couple of years. I- I'm very disappointed in Kebrian Hayes. Uh, Jorge Mateo, she picked up Jorge Mateo, which one I don't know when I don't know what, what when Jorge Mateo was picked up by the team, but definitely that's a guy that we talked about in, in, on the show. As April 6th, off. she dropped Javier Baez for him. Ooh, wow. And then I picked up Javier Baez after her. All right. Well, because I, I mean, was I had middle infield problems. <laughs> definitely an improvement, and th- this is a Waterloo over here. The pitching staff: Kyle Gibson sucks. Tony Gonsolin. Well, he just got back, so we'll hold off yeah. judgment. But he's off to a bad start in those first two starts. Uh, Dane Dunning was a relief pitcher. Now, is he has he made any starts there, Sean? Uh, yes, he started uh, two days ago. Five in, five shutout innings, two hits allowed, three strikeouts. I forgot to tag her. Oh, well. Justin Berliner's getting back. Jacob DeGrom is hurt again. Kyle Wright is hurt. So she's basically, Lance McCullers. Well, yeah, Lance, yeah, this is the, the really kind of where it all falls apart. Because really, like, yeah. if you put those names together, you're like, okay, that's a really good freaking rotation. Berlander, yeah. DeGrom, uh, and then 
that's where you'd get all those strikeouts. But now you look at the pitchers she has left, and it's all kind of like the low strikeout, weak contact pitchers, Gibson, Gonsolin, Miley, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. So um, until, unless you can get uh, the DeGrom-Verlander duo going to really rack up strikeouts, she's uh, going to be in a little bit of trouble when it comes to pitching. So there was a lot and of Woodruff, back- Woodruff as well. There was a lot of back and forth between her and Angel. Angel, now that you have a closer look on his team, at her team, what do you think of it so far? Do you regret ta- poking the bear a little bit here, <laughs> Dylan Brooks? The moose. Do, do, do you regret poking the moose? Yeah, moose are big, by the way. They're humongous. I'm just here so I won't get him fine. <laughs> <laughs> he knows who the commissioner is. <laughs> Commissioner Aaron Roselle. Uh, I'm Aaron... just going to give her props on this one. Josh Lowe has been having a great start this season. Yeah. So. yeah. I got too impatient with him last year. Anyway, we final team we're going to talk about is Jacob of the Step Back Podcast. Uh, Jacob has – oops, I'm in the wrong thing here. Eight and two record. And, again, the only other team with a very impressive uh, point differential. What was it again? He's at – Sorry, I'm making quick math. Plus 31. So he's off to a rip-rolling start. Number two on the Roto standings. This thing is that he, as the season goes on, he kind of uh, loses track of his team. We've seen it before. We, Sean and I, we looked at his uh, at his uh, transaction log, and there is a point in the year where he kind of uh, stops paying attention, which is sad because it, he always has really good teams. But what, what, did, what did Angel say? Availability is half the battle here, right? Or something yeah. to that effect. But his team is stacked. Runs singles doubles triples he gets all that lacks a little bit of power here and run production in terms of rbi and the walks and strikeout ratio is not good for the hitting side but he does get the stolen bases and you get to the pitching stuff um again the bullpen is really good the, the ratios are good but he's again it's just simple pitching management right sean yeah because he's not getting the county stats there and let's take a look at his pitching staff right away let's, it's, we'll it's go a with good staff there's just no depth <laughs> and he has again this is something that we see from him all the time he always has reserve spots available. I don't know what his holdup is. I don't know what this hesitation is. But we'll get to, let's go to uh Angel first. So this is what a second place team looks like, Angel. I mean, you're getting your feet wet on this league. What do you think? Uh how how does his team, his rotation compare to your rotation? Or his pitching staff compared to your pitching staff, I should ask. I feel it's very top heavy. Um mm. Gospin, Javier. After that, um, Joe Ryan's been pitching really good from what I see here. Mm-hmm. Stroman has been a revelation for the Cubs this year. Yeah. I think his pitching is really good. Probably from what I see, he was like second to last on on innings pitch. So maybe it's just about um putting more availability on those late on the second matchup in the last in the week. So yeah. he can be able to to have well. more pitching. But look, he's eight and two. He has a 31 run um, scoring differential. He's one of the most potent offenses. And, and you know, you see the rotation. He has a pretty great rotation. I don't worry that much about him. If he if he if he just pays a little bit more attention for that second matchup, he's gonna be good. Yeah, I was saying yeah, I think his pitching is like right up there with Angels. Like these are two of my favorite pitching staffs. Uh he just doesn't have the the depth. Which with three reserve spots he can easily fill, and uh, he gets Bryce Harper back. Bryce Harper just came back this week, so he'll have to activate yeah. him for this period. Uh, and but, then he'll then he'll have Acuna and Harper, which was always like his 
big thing. Um, I know that's been kind of hard to do for him lately because when Acuna was down, Harper was out, and then Harper was back, and Acuna was down. So, well, um, it's like we talked about. It's like what I talked about when when he was listening in on the pre on the uh, on the post draft show for this league. I called him out like, "Hey, pay attention more. Take care of your lineup, and you you might a win really a championship." Good, he's got a really good roster, <laughs> but he's. I mean, yeah. what good what what good is a good roster if he doesn't keep maintain it? Yeah. You know, I'm not asking, I'm not saying that he should be up at until 3 a.m. like I was last <laughs> night, but a minimal effort here. Come on. I mean, this is why we talked about in the, in the, I mean, he could win a championship. He could have won a championship already because his teams are usually good. But if he's not paying attention and doesn't maintain it, then it's all for nothing. I mean, I mean, you're, 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 you're in this league. It's a competitive league. You're paying all this money. Yeah, you're eight and two and you're number two in the road of standings, but you could be number one or you could plant the seeds now for a championship rub in, in August, September. Yeah. So I mean that's what frustrates me is that they, he knows what he's doing he knows what what to do he has really good teams and yeah, it's sure. just a, yeah. it's just as simple as not 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 participating like he should so again I I challenge him out I I call him out because it could, he could be much better than this and that's what I talked about in back in March and I'm I'm gonna say it right now in May if he just pays more attention to his team you know sets his lineups fixes his damn rotation. I mean, the sky's the limit. The ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan would say, to quote a basketball player. And uh, again, the step back uh, is his podcast along with Leon Tompkins. So, I mean, Leon, you saw what Leon does. I mean, he takes care of his team. He's quiet, but he takes care of his team. We just saw it. This this is unacceptable, man. I don't care that you're into. You're not paying attention. But anyway, there's I'm a challenge once I, again. I, I was looking uh, right before uh, the show and at his matchups, and I'm, he's hit the uh, innings requirement i think almost every like except maybe one i don't need to go back and double check but i was looking at innings and he's hit yeah. it every single time so i mean that's cool and all it's, but, a, it's an mean, improvement over last year it's an improvement over last year but this is unacceptable this is unacceptable i mean if i were to do this you guys would be calling me out why all the time why why are we listening to you you don't even pay you don't even fix your lineup you know it, it's it, it's like Anyway, I mean, we talked about this numerous times with him over and over again. So there's really not much else to say. But yeah, off to a great start. I'll give him that much credit. But if he could, I mean, look at Angel. He was at the bottom. Now he's slowly but surely creeping up. Why? Because he's 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 doing his best to fix it. The the problems that he has. Same thing with James Pinos. It didn't take him that long to figure. Out, oh, this is how this league works. Okay, now he's one of the scarier teams in the league right now. So, um, but anyway, that's all twelve teams. Let's have some final thoughts here. Let's start with Angel, since these are guests. Any last thoughts here, Angel, as to um, what you learned today or what you learned from playing in this league so far? What do you got for me here? I feel like this is a pretty good league. Um, I'm just going to call out Aaron again. <laughs> I'm coming for you. There you go. Confidence. Pause. Confidence. Pause. I like it. I like it. Pause. There's a there's a <laughs> go ahead. Good one, Felipe. Um, I, um, but on honesty, they all say like Luca Doncic would say everybody acting tough when they up. Ooh! I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. She was. I, mean, I just said. I just said on the trade. On like I I got pitches to trade. She was like, worry about your team. And I'm like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> You're talking about. Of course, I just, Everybody I just, up when they up. it's okay. I get it. I, I, I just tagged her because, you know, Jerry Springer also passed away this past <laughs> week. So I'm, I'm, uh, 
I'm summoning my inner Jerry Springer. Uh, Jerry, only thing that's, Jerry. Only thing is missing is me handing out the weapons for you too. Here, here's a hammer. <laughs> here's a mace. <laughs> here's a mace. Why don't you go ahead? Uh, but, gonna... but, but honestly, you know, Aaron, Aaron's a great person. I, you know, it's just all banter. Not when she's pissed off, man. No way. <laughs> Run for your lives. On, she did beat me on basketball. So like, probably that's why I have a grudge with her since she, I was the first team. First team all year, and now I'm now I'm third place because of her. But um, but honestly, I think it's a great league. It's really competitive. You see, like the middle middle level teams are like four and six, five and five, six and four. So it really shows like people are trying to to win and be competitive. But at the end of the day, you know, it's about winning. They're the Felipe's first. Um, well, Ponzi's <laughs> long balls are are second, tie for second. So. At this point, it's about winning, you know. So hopefully, my team will show that the rotors or roto standings are right, and we'll write the ship itself. Usually, usually, and maybe maybe Sean has a different take, but usually, the roto standings are usually right than more right than wrong. Sometimes, most of the time, usually, sometimes, usually, sometimes, usually. <laughs> uh, Sean, last words from you, man. This was a beast of an episode. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, so am I. I got to use the bathroom. But anyway, that's... <laughs> thanks, Felipe. Hey, wow, that hey, was. Uh, I thought hey. um, saying I'm hungry was too much information. Well, but <laughs> I, I, yeah. Well, but listen, guys. I, I, these are some cool looking hats here. But feel free to add a add a logo. You know, you can add logos uh, here. I mean, Jacob, Aaron, James, Sean. Uh, oh, you're talking about for the. I was like so confused. I thought you were talking about oh, the hats so, we're wearing. <laughs> I, I forgot. Sorry, dude. I forgot that I wasn't sharing the screen anymore. But let me reshare. This is what I'm talking about here. Uh, where is it? Here it is. You see the fan track standings, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Jacob and Aaron and James and Sean. You guys can fix your logos and put something cool up there. You guys well, know you, that, right? You see, my 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 thirty team. I'm actually right. the the, t- the team name is uh, EV Kings for X Velocity Kings because I have like all the guys that hit the ball insanely hard. And my team picture is actually some slide uh, baseball savant sliders from like Aaron Judge's page last year, where it's all one hundred percent. And I'm like, yes, this is perfect. Oh, I think I told you right. I, I mentioned this in the in the in the baseball life. Um, uh, baseball like facebook group before about the kid from britain uh, not no he, he's not british but he played for team britain this in the wbc what's his name again uh, which oh. one? harry ford harry ford yeah okay, for yeah. mariner's prospect yeah, yeah and yeah, i think i know julian is canada my bad yeah uh, well anyway I, and i think i think i'm i might go with that next year i'm gonna call myself team brexit velocity <laughs> oh no <laughs> i really don't like you yeah for the That's you know, so since, bad so, uh, Angel, do you know we're starting over next year, right? We're going to get yeah. new players next year. Uh, you looking forward to that? I mean, are, are you going to – do you feel like you're getting uh, ripped off that you didn't get a chance to grow with this uh, team? I know you're just uh, – you're doing us a solid favor by uh, uh, inheriting this club, but um, are you – Look, the only, the, only thing, the only thing I hate is that this offense was like Iron Judge carried like the Yankees last year. So it's like that's the only thing, but – at the end of the day, I mean, I start over next year. I'm going to have a more opportunity to build the roster as I want it. Mm-hmm. But still, my team is pretty solid. I feel like I can still, with a couple tweaks here and there, can get a good run. So Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I know I am. Yeah. 
yeah, like, I'm looking I, like, I, know, I know like I've built like a really good like lineup and whatnot, but I I, I want a, a fresh start. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I want a fresh start. The back-to-back champion, he says. <laughs> the hell out of here, Sean. <laughs> like he is the, the most humble, bragging, braggadocious <laughs> person I've ever met. It's a backward uh not, not, not backward compliment, but like it's backward, all right. It's pretty backward. <laughs> Anyway, let's. That's a good place to stop. Anyway, that's Sean Angel. Thank you so much for uh, uh, tuning in. I, I, the original goal was to have you for 15 minutes, but thank you for being a good sport and and being with us the entire time. I really do appreciate that. Uh, and then uh, we'll talk some more in the chats and see what everybody thinks. I'm gonna ask. Hey, uh, 10 games. We faced everybody once, at least once already. What does what does everybody think about their own teams? Uh, we we gave you our thoughts. We'll hear from you soon. With that being said, I am Felipe. This has been the Total Basis Podcast. Check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google, all the podcast platforms, and on YouTube as well, where Sean's going to post the video, and you can see the rosters there as well. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one, everybody. Adios.